Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your source for outdoor gear in interior Alaska. It's a locally owned, longtime Fairbanks business that I've shopped at since I was a kid, and they've always done a great job of carrying a wide variety of quality, proven gear that'll tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to. Frontier Outfitters always stays current with gear for the season, and whether you're bear baiting in the spring, fishing or dip netting in the summer, looking for game bags and gears for moose camp in the fall, or need to stock up on trapping lures, get a new spud bar, or just need some bait for your winter burbot sets, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan-proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, lots of guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as gun safes. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find your snow machine and ATV accessories like sleds and hitch pins, gun boots, hot grips, as well as a full selection of marine and boating parts and accessories. They really go out of their way to stock quality, useful equipment, and it's truly one of those great hometown sporting goods and hardware stores that every town needs to have. Whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on that never-ending home improvement project, or you just need to rehandle an axe, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, and they have a second location out in North Pole, so make sure you stop in there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Real Estate, a local brokerage that can cover your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area, whether it's residential, commercial, or just undeveloped property. The Hedgecocks have been active in the Fairbanks and North Pole real estate market since the early 80s and have put together a team that really reflects the diverse needs of homebuyers in interior Alaska. With a brokerage team made up of multi-generation Fairbanks locals, transplants, and military veterans, they really understand the unique aspects of living in the interior and what that means when it comes to shopping for a home in general, buying land to build a home, and they also understand the situations that many military members are in when needing to buy or sell a home in Fairbanks. This is really a unique place to live, and whether it's learning why some houses have water-holding tanks instead of wells, how much it'll cost to heat a given house, or just what recreational opportunities are close by, they're here to help you. More than simply acquiring or building a piece of property, they can help you find the right property in the right place and help you learn from their experience. The Hedgecock Group offices are on Noble Street in Fairbanks, and if you want to get in touch with them, visit www.fairbanksakhomes.com. That's how you do it. Oh, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel. Um, we're doing a continuation of the last episode. Got to pretend that we haven't been. Just bullshitting for the last hour and a half. Well, we don't have to pretend hard. shit because no, you're going to tell everybody. That's true. All right, so <laughs> same people. <laughs> as you can tell, we have the illustrious Dr. Frank Schultz, Mr. Nick Mookie, and Mr. Johnny Klug. Which that's like a yep. freaking that's it's a pretty skookum name. Yeah, <laughs> I had to add extra syllable to my first name, otherwise it sounded kind of weird. I had John never Klug. heard the word skookum until Klug. you both started using it. Well, mainly Frank. You and never I, heard Skookum before? Zero times. And then I never heard Tyler say it. And the other day we were talking on the phone or, or whatever, and he said it, like like in regular conversation, used, used the term. Mm -hmm. And uh, I heard somebody say it at the store the other day as well. So it's catching on. I, think I don't think it's catching on. Word. That's an old school fucking Fairbanks how have I, how have I How have I lived 
35 years and never heard it until under you said it. Under a fucking rock, apparently. <laughs> I promise you I didn't You didn't live in Fairbanks either. Well, I went eight years without hearing it. Are you shitting me? You've yeah. never Skookum? heard anybody say Skookum? The first time here? I ever heard Holy it was shit. you say it, and I think Tyler picked it up from you slightly. No, fuck no. He obviously well, he's never knew about Skookum He must have before. two different vocabularies. The vocabulary he uses around people that are Skookum, and then the vocabulary he uses around Fucking me. Fucking <laughs> No, I never. Does he say Skookum in either of those books? The like, have you guys ever read those books? I've read them and I haven't seen the word. We never said Skookum in there. Doesn't mean it's Uh, Wayne Short books. Uh, This Raw Land and the Chichacos. I think the Chichacos is the first one. I've got this Raw Land is the second one. They're awesome fucking books. Very good books. Really, really good. Yeah, no, I don't even. I was trying to think of where I picked up Skookum. Frank, it's just from Frank. No, yes, I don't think you've never said it. You've never said it. Oh, probably my uncle or something. Your uncle Frank. I heard it right when I moved up here. Somebody <laughs> said it, and I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" And they're like, "It means tough." Yeah, it means like that in Alaska. That tough. river boat's pretty skookum. You got there. Yeah, you know? I thought it was a Vermont term. That no, 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 oh. something that I heard when I first moved up here. I thought you brought that along with wicked and no. pissa and all those <laughs> pissa <laughs> shit that I never say. Wicked pissa. <laughs> That's like Boston, isn't it? Well, yeah, pretty much. When we're in the well, fish what's anyway. really friggin' weird is where I grew up is like the dialect. So I grew up in northern Vermont, and the dialect is more like French Canadian. Uh huh. And you hear some of the people talk. Like Rob grew up in a house where mo- majority of his family speaks French. Robbie damn. Like they'd speak French at home. Rob doesn't know how to speak French. No. But a that lot of the family it. was like fluent French at home. Um. Which is the same with a lot of people where I grew up are very fluent French speaking French Canadian families, and there is fucking people talk. Some of the people talk, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" You can hardly even understand. I mean, I can because like, you know because so I like, grew up there. But it's like, yeah, <laughs> people are just like saying shit, and they're like, "What are you saying?" You know, yeah. but. I just saw yeah. one of those maps on the interwebs the other day that shows like the most common second language in each state or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, Louisiana was French, and then I think a, a couple in the Northeast there, like Maine and Vermont. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the mm-hmm. most popular. Just because language. a lot of Louisiana, like New Orleans, is like all Montreal, like fluctuation down out of Canada. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. Well, because didn't like New Orleans, that was like a French. Yeah. In French the colony. Out. Yeah. I'm using the hand motion, but it's all like, coming. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's all coming down out of from Canada, though. That whole push huh. from people coming out of Canada, going all the way down there. Well, there's also the. I mean, the Louis, Louisiana Purchase was like the U.S. purchased the whole big track from uh, France. That mm-hmm. was like Louisiana plus a huge portion of like. Was the, it from France or was it from Spain? I'm feeling like a retard now. I think Let's talk about France. bow hunting, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going way is, down the wrong. This is path not a right history now. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one guy here and there, but I do have to say, since I got married, my wife was not much of her time, but was born. It was with, from France, by the way. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Louisiana Purchase was from. Okay, France. okay, yeah. right. I got our fact okay. checker over here. Um, my wife was born in Wisconsin. Moved up here when she was little, but. Mom and dad from Wisconsin. Since I've been married to her, I've picked up a little bit more of that Midwest, that long, oh, 
And then your wife then, does do that. Oh once yeah, in a while. Did you, did you oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I've like I catch myself yeah. doing that too. I, I just call I call myself adaptable. Yeah, because whatever I could be in like South so Africa. So now for my 10 question is: Is Montreal is like fully French speaking? Mm-hmm. Like everyone, mm-hmm. the only place in Canada. Uh huh. What's yes. the question? The what? question is: Is like was it actually people that? migrated out of Canada to Louisiana or I think is it, it were, a full uh, influence uh, from France what happened from in, France it happened in 1803 yeah. um, and so I would guess that people that were the sailing same, and stuff the they, Louisiana but what purchase so, but no, like so was, when was Canada when was Montreal I'm sure the French at the settled all over the place yeah like taking over land, yeah, 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 just but, like everybody else, and moving. Around. I mean, I'd like. I don't think Louisiana was people moving from Canada down there. I mean, it was like part of that French presence. Same thing. Probably at the exact yeah. same and when time. The, we, yeah. When the U.S. bought, you know, eight hundred thousand square miles, they didn't just kick them all out. They stayed there, and so probably that, that French influence and speaking and all that stuff just stayed. And I think a bunch of the fur trappers <coughs> dur- during that same time, they were all. A bunch of French dudes were the guys heading out west into the Rockies, trapping beavers and all that kind of stuff. I don't I think know. There how. certainly was that. We better we better quit talking about history because we don't know what we're talking. Oh, about. We're gonna get a bunch hey, of shit wrong. Next so, back Google. No, it's back on Google. <laughs> we haven't said anything wrong. All right, so um, I guess the I reason we're like, no, we're right. We haven't <laughs> like, we haven't explained it to the nth degree, but I, what we said is, I mean, um, is basically true. So. Fuck you, France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we, uh, That's I guess the reason we, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> so the reason I guess we split this up into two and we're doing the second half now is to like give a more focused, aside from just bullshitting here and Nick's Kodiak stories. Johnny um, wants to bow hunt. Johnny wants to bow hunt. That's right. Did, did you get any of this story yet? Uh, yes. Frank wanted to be kind of candid. Well, I, no, so, I didn't get like well, a... Well, the deal no, was is no, I, Johnny called me and asked me about bow hunting, and I was like, man, I don't... I can't... We talked for a little bit, you Frank's know? like, I, I shot a bear in the throat once. <laughs> right. I was <laughs> like, it's fucking... Everybody was like, oh, bow hunting's super hard. Bow hunting's hard with a traditional shit. And I was like, fuck you guys. I'll just pick <laughs> one up and go kill something. And I flailed. <laughs> I mean... It was all good. I could hit the target. Yeah. Everything was fine. What I didn't know is I was hitting the old freaking my yeah. shirt was having a bit of a problem. And I can still, you know, draw the thing back and hit the target pretty much where I'm aiming at, like give or take. You know, lungs are pretty feet, big. Yeah. I can. Well, I don't know about a couple <laughs> feet, but I mean, I wouldn't feel bad about, you know, going out and shooting at an animal, thinking like, oh, I'm gonna fucking wound that. You yeah, know? Totally. that's not my, you know, that's not what I want to happen. Obviously, naturally. Um. So it was miss, 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 shot in the throat. So I was like, well, I killed one. Whatever. Okay, my bow hunt. Hang that sucker up. <laughs> yep. Mark one up for me. <laughs> but that. So when you called me, I was like, I'm definitely not the right person to talk to about this. But I was like, I know two different guys that are both one trad and one you know wheelie bow that you can talk to, two guys that know a shitload about bow hunting. Yeah. And here they are. Everybody's here. Perfect. Start talking about it. <laughs> All right. Frank's like, see you later. Yeah, right? I'm going to pull home. out my question sheet. Uh, 
Yeah. First question. What are the GPS locations of your best bow hunting spots? <laughs> you can give that to me afterwards. That's fine. I understand. I'll drop a pin for you. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> uh, no. So, I, like, I had a bow when I was a little kid, a little uh, recurve uh, fiberglass bow. I shot around a bunch, and then I randomly shot other people's bows here and there, just in backyards, target practice and whatnot. But initially, I was thinking I should probably get a compound bow just so i can actually like i don't know for some reason it seemed like it's advantageous i'd be able to kill something easier a good place to get started i i have i don't really know but i have a feeling i'd like to end up with a traditional bow just because i i do a lot of woodworking and stuff like that and i'd like to make my own bow yeah at mm-hmm. some point and use it to take something be you know nice fulfilling uh thing to do makes sense so t- tyler may disagree but i think that um Starting with a compound bow at the correct poundage, correct draw length, everything like that, uh, will make you a better shot initially. Mm-hmm. So you, you'll get that satisfaction from being accurate. You'll get the satisfaction of being able to shoot 30, 40 yards, you know. Totally. And uh, and they're a little bit easier uh, learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it takes some focus, but it doesn't take near the amount of focus that shooting a trad bow does. So if you, if you were going to you know pick up a bow today and you want to start bow hunting, and I'd recommend, you know, a decently pounded, you know, 60, 70 pound compound um, with a, with, with, you know, with five pin fixed sight, something like that, where you yeah. where you can work on just the, the form and the basics of just shooting a bow. And, uh, and then w- once you feel comfortable with that and you go out hunt and, you know, whether or not you kill anything or not, but um, that doesn't matter. But when, once you're comfortable with that, then, you know, if you pick up a trad bow, you're going to find that what I found was that the more I shot a trad bow, the better I became with my compound because the trad bow takes a level of focus that you can't even explain with mm. regards to shooting a compound compound. You draw back, hit your anchor, you know, center that uh, sight housing within the peep and clean release and you shoot and it's a great shot. Trad bow, like you really a, a millisecond of losing focus on where you're aiming will throw your shot off, you know, like feet. Yeah. And, so I, I think that if you just pick up a trad bow and you don't have the basic mechanics down, and especially if you pick up one that's, what, 60, 70 pounds instead of you know, picking up much. like a 40-pound yeah. bow or a 50-pound mm-hmm. bow, I would at least start with a 50. You live in Alaska. You're a big dude. You can pull 50, and you could probably learn the basics correctly on a trad bow, and you could hunt all the species in the state. So if you had a 40-pound bow or 45-pound bow, legally you can't hunt grizzly bear, brown bear, yeah. or uh, moose. You know, moose and bison and whatever like Yeah, that. I feel like I'd just bump right up to the bigger one. Yeah, to start yeah it, and I think, I think that probably is definitely – not a bad way to go starting with a compound there there's a few things like that make a compound a little bit easy the the learning curve for it to see success with it a little shorter you know like a release aid as opposed to shooting with fingers there's so much weird shit that can go on by shooting with fingers yeah. it just it whereas you have a release whether it's a, a caliper like a trigger release or whatever it just Having that single point of contact and clean release every time will eliminate a lot of there. You can get away with a lot of stuff that you can't get away with shooting fingers. Um, right, let me know, interject having, here for a second. The first time that I picked up a Chad bow was with Temple. Oh boy, and he was shooting. He was shooting. He was shooting <laughs> we we're shooting at hanging like soda bottles and beer cans and shit on yeah. a string with like 
bales or whatever. He had like couch cushions or shit behind it in his woodshed. And I, he's like, oh, you should give it a try. And I was like, ah, I'm not a bow hunter. And he's like, oh, just take it and give it a try. And I pulled it back and I was like, whack, literally like whack. And I fucking hit the can or something. He's like, do that again. So I pulled it back, whack. <laughs> again, he's like, Jesus, man. He's like, try for an anchor. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, you were Get just that snap shooting. I was just like pulling back, like holding it out here and letting go. Oh, not even like pulling back into the corner of my mouth or like any like zero anchor at all. Yeah. Pulling back, but I was actually hitting the can, the thing, whatever. I think it was like a soda bottle or something like that that was hanging there. And immediately he was like, "That's good and all, but you need to get some kind of an anchor." And I think. Just like the basics, whether it's a compound yeah. or trad bow, like your anchor means everything. Well, there's and it's like the repetitiveness of yeah. like the same thing time after time after time to start with, not to halfway into it get into that. I yeah, think it's huge. Had, and that I was, and that's kind of <clears throat> what I was leaning into is like with and you know a compound like with your your anchor in in the let off so you're not holding back the whole, as much weight yeah it, it that makes it a little bit easier especially to start with to focus on some of the other things you need to and having sights like a peep sight and sights what it does is it gives you especially if you're like paying attention to what's going on it gives you these like benchmarks you have to hit to make a good shot you know you have to draw the bow all the way back you have to hit your anchor with a compound with sight you know with a recurve you can Gonna be flinging shit all over the place, and a lot of people, and you do. don't even know you're doing it wrong. But with a compound with sights, if you're not at your anchor, you're not going to be able to see through your peep sight and see your sights. So you're not like building any sort of. It helps you build a consistent position, at least. Even if you don't really know what you're doing, you can build a. You know, you draw, you get to your anchor to where you can see through the peeps. You know, you got a good clear sight picture through the peep sight. Your sights, you line up your sights, you know, and then squeeze off the release. At, at the very basic steps, it's going to be, that would help you see success quicker. Mm -hmm. Like, there's still a learning curve, obviously. It's not, you know, we weren't born knowing how to do this stuff. But yeah. there's some tools there. And, I, I mean, I see it as, like, forcing you to hit these different steps throughout your shot in order to make a good shot. So a a, a, bow, a typical bow shot with a compound, you know, you can you can easily draw back ten seconds shoot, and with a trad bow, you have to do everything that you would be doing in ten seconds with a compound in three four, right? Yeah, I mean, your, your or shot, much much your, quicker. Your, your shot is just quicker, and you have to hit that anchor quicker, and you have to do everything's got to be perfect. Um, what I was getting at is is that when you if you haven't shot a bow in a long time, that's actually a good thing. If you're mm -hmm. If you've been fucking around and shooting for the last couple of years, you know, and you want to, you know, get into it seriously, you've probably learned a lot of bad habits that as soon as you pick up a bow, you're going to just incorporate those bad habits right off the bat. So it, it would be beneficial to someone that wants to start shooting a bow to, to just shoot around somebody that is good, somebody that knows what they're doing and can like point out all the dumb stuff you're doing immediately so that way you don't do them anymore. 
Exactly. Because if you form a bad habit shooting a bow, chances are you're going to keep that for a while. Oh, you're shooting too long tough. of a draw length or too much poundage or you're snapping the release or you're burying the string into your cheek or you're not looking through the peep properly and you don't understand how that works, you know, centering the, the side housing in the peep. Um, how you pull the the trigger, uh, how you position your hand and uh, when you're anchoring, all those little things. If you just shot your bow initially with somebody that knew what knew what they were doing and can point out all that stuff, and you can change it initially, so that, like your first ten shots are just kind of just learning how to do it, right? Oh, yeah. And then after that, you're like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. You, you're going to find accuracy comes way quicker if you do it that way. Totally. But if you just wing it. And pick up a bow and go shoot. Yeah, some people are naturals, and then uh, and then they, you know, that that's fine. But then most people develop bad habits, and I, I, I don't see it near as much with a compound because they're if if it's set up properly, it's kind of hard yeah. to have a bad habit. Um, like you're not going to hit anything at all, right? If you're because you can move you stuff and whatever. But up. I see it a lot with trad bows. People just <clears throat> flinging freaking arrows. Like there's no well, consistency and, and to part their of shot. With, or, you know, with a with the let off and release aid and stuff like that, it does make it you can get away with a little bit more. You know, not using the right muscles, maybe or or, or whatever. Like you see, some people have some like some pretty well known, like and great bow hunters have some pretty fucked up shots when sure. you like start really breaking it down but you can get but they're consistent yeah you know it's like yeah they get to here the way they get to here is all messed up but they're they know how to do a repeatable well, anchor and good sight picture and what's well, it and the, the other thing it's worth mentioning is that when you pick up a compound and you're at full draw and you have somebody next to you that knows what they're doing you can sit at full draw for you know 30 yeah. 40 seconds and i can tell you like you know your elbow's too high it needs to come down your yeah. you know your your thumb and your index finger are not not in the right spot your you know your grip is all messed up when you're doing that with a trad bow it's you got just, a couple seconds and you're yeah. just under much more like a stressful like in your brain screaming let go of it let go I mean, so you kind of totally, have to yeah. go through the process with a trad bow like watching somebody and them explaining what to do and then then you have to replicate that because you're not not you're not able to hold it at full draw and do all you you are if you start especially if you started with a thirty pound bow or something like that yeah. you could really but do in the same it. sense there's a lot people shoot trad bows a lot differently too like everybody some shoots guys, in different man yeah exactly some people are like straight up I noticed the big thing to me is like some guys are like straight up and down and a lot of guys like lean out yeah to shoot. Uh, hunch their back, freaking. They don't yeah, use back tension. Yeah. They, There's <clears throat> more like with a compound. You're always doing it the same way, and if you're not, yeah. you're fucking up. Like, no, well, that, I mean, that's yeah. absolutely that, like what it boils down to is like I think unless it's you know unless you're a person that's like I want to shoot a recurve and I'm willing to like dive way down the rabbit hole and like there's just so much more, so many more issues that you have to deal with yeah. initially with a recurve or longbow to at least you know considering like what we call shooting it properly uh, yeah you know quote i shoot unquote. Way, my recurve way different than tyler shoots his well completely different but i won't shoot at anything past 20 yards either okay and but i'm comfortable with that and when i take my recurve hunting i realize okay my success went from about 90 yeah. percent to about 30 but still <laughs> right but still and you, but you know to pump the brakes and be like i can't su just start sending arrows out there unless 
It's the animal is presents itself properly, and it's at twenty yards. And it's important to point out that he was like was shooting a compound very well for a long time before you like switched over. So even have if you, you ever even shot, you, uh, even used a compound? Yeah, a little, I had one for a few years, and <clears throat> I, it was back kind of really when I really didn't know what I was doing. So I mean, I was never really. That guy but, just didn't shoot it a, very much. But you, and from uh, from the get go with the with the recurve, you had an incredible teacher. Like your dad is, yeah, your yeah. dad is You're phenomenal, yeah. amazing. And and, shot. and yeah. you know, the summer that I decided to start shooting a trad bow, the guidance that you and your dad gave me yeah. fucking re- greatly reduced the learning curve. Oh yeah, but I already knew the basic mechanics of shooting a bow and what it takes to and just that's, do that. And that's and, what yeah. like building building a salt, you know, at, at the very basis base of it like and he already knew this from shooting a compound building a a solid repeatable position and a repeatable like doing the same thing every time is what it boils down to and it's much easier to like to to initially get that down with a compound and to develop that i would say and see success sooner totally um with the recurve and then if you like if that's that's the path you want to go down like then they're you know down the road freaking all that's awesome yeah, yeah. and then um, the, the other side is like you want to bow hunt i assume you want to shoot stuff with your bow yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah that's i mean that's kind of <laughs> yeah. like the fun oh, yeah. part i do <laughs> and, and, and I, I mean i don't know how sneaky you are and i don't know i don't know what your experience is hunting wise and i don't know anybody's experience really that, that's listening that's you know trying to figure this out as well but like you more likely to have success and in, in an accurate shot with a compound initially. Yeah. Then you know you might pick up a trad mm-hmm. bow right off the bat and decide that's the route you want to go. Just just be prepared to be humbled and and probably not have too many shots or or, oh, or, yeah. or you know and and there, I'm not saying you can't shoot 40, 50, 60 yards with a recurve because you certainly can and there are people that are good enough to do that. But the reality is is that the moment of truth, like there's a lot of stuff going through your mind and. You, the the level of focus that is required to shoot a trad bow effectively is is it's so different than a compound. Dude, the yeah. level the level of nerves mm-hmm. from a hundred yard shot with a rifle to a twenty or ten or twelve or whatever yard shot with a bow is drastically different. It's like black and white. <laughs> yeah. It's well, unbelievable. Even- you're in you, when you when the animal comes in and you're like. You're like you can you smell, smell them. them. You can hear them breathing. You can oh, hear yeah. them doing everything. You can like look at their eyes blinking and shit. You're like in their world. They don't know you're there. That w- is something that's really fucking cool about or bow they know, hunting. Or they know or you're like there getting and they're really swatting really shit close and... to animals <laughs> in general is like that. Like you're in their world all I had of a sudden. Fr- a friend and I, he texted me, he's like, call me right now. So I called him. He's down in Montana. He was hunting deer and he was stalking this group, you know, bunch of deer out in this field that were kind of rutting and stuff like that. And he belly crawled in and he's like, all of a sudden the wind switched and I, all I could smell was like a rutting buck. And I, yeah. he's like, I, I peeked up out of the grass and there was a buck standing 10 yards away. And he's like, I fucking shot him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he didn't know he was there yeah. because the wind was wrong. Mm-hmm. And then when it switched, he could smell it. But that's it. Like you're getting inside that bubble. With bows, yeah, well, which you would never trad- let happen with a rifle. Exactly, you're because you're like, oh, I see it or whatever. And, and sometimes you do, but sure. for the most part, yeah, it's yeah. that is another huge difference. And part like, of the difference, part of the difference is it's just such a more complex action. 
to like shoot, oh, especially a trad bow. bow to shoot your well, you're that trad bow like on to top shoot, of being that and close, that, that, close. that much motion at that distance. Whereas otherwise, compared you to know, being like this motion where you flick the safety off and pull the trigger, oh, yeah. is enormous. It's a far different experience hunting <clears throat> with a rifle than with a bow. It's oh, it's yeah. far different and. I advocate everybody pick up a bow, honestly, because it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there, there's there are days where it's like shit with a rifle. I'd have been freaking done. Or days with a trad bow, it's like fuck with a compound. I'd had them, you know. And <laughs> it's it's just a give and take. So it's all what you want to get out of it. I mean, bow hunting is a fantastic time. And when you watch that arrow fly through an animal, it is just very satisfying. Oh yeah, and I'm not saying I haven't been satisfied on rifle kills, but nothing like like a bow kill. It's oh, just yeah. different. It's yeah. just different. It's just totally. It's just different. And I'm not saying I'm not satisfied after a rifle kill, but it's just a it's a totally different experience. The the amount of work it requires to get into bow range and stuff like that is far outweighs the the, the amount of work that it takes to get into rifle range. Granted, if you if you're rifle hunting and not having success. You probably shouldn't pick up a bow because totally. you're not there yet. Yeah. But if you're rifling with good success and you understand the basics of hunting and wind and thermals and, and how to find animals and everything like that, you're just going to make your hunt a little bit longer and a little bit more intimate, and it's going to be more exciting. Yeah, more fulfilling in the end. I think. And, like, it seems to me with a compound, let's say there's caribou out ahead of me 30 yards, and I pull back and it turns to face me head on. You can still hold it. Yeah, I can hold it. Maybe yep. it turns back broadside, whereas with the like the traditional archery you're just like you're pulling back and flinging or if you're you know or if you're confident and you're shooting you send it right down the pipe yeah. you know, with a compound where's you know 30 yards of the it's a tra- small target well i mean in most the average average like i mean overall probably the average like traditional bow hunter sh- shouldn't be shooting over 20 yards yeah i'd agree What's with that super weird for, for me certain. growing up the way my dad set us all up on, like, hunting in apple orchards or, like, hunting on deer trails or whatever. We, I never shot a deer over 25 yards my no. enti- with a rifle. No, that's great. My entire yeah. life until I came to Alaska. Yeah. And the first deer that I shot was on a fog knock, and I went down there, and I was like, holy shit. It's like 150 yards away. I was like, God, I can barely see that. Thing. God, <laughs> the, the cool I, thing I wish is, it was right in front of me. Yeah. You know, but it's like I was used to even with a rifle, animals being like right there, close. Really, the nice really thing about want, wanting to like do this now in November is that you have all winter to pretty much get yourself to where you're confident, and then you have spring bear right off the bat. And so, like, if you have never picked up a bow or whatever and you want to go bow hunting i i highly suggest that you find something in the most controlled environment possible to shoot your first animal well, i'm sure you guys will get me all set up perfect for that on spring <laughs> but like what i'm what well what i'm getting at is that it's really nice for a young bow hunter or new bow hunter to to be able to experience it in a very controlled environment where you're where you know you're going to have a 15 yard shot exactly and and you don't need to overstress it because you know Bears it's come. still plenty exciting. Oh, it, oh, no, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not downplaying yeah. the excitement. A bear, like oh, yeah. on a bait pile at ten years. I'm, I'm not awesome. downplaying the excitement. I've never but, shot you know, a bear, so I'd be shit my pants. Anyway. But it's a hell of a lot less. Uh, a hell of a lot less uh, demanding. Less than, to like, deal it, with. Less to yeah. deal with it. And if you're trying to spot and stalk and and shoot something, which a lot of the animals in Alaska that are hunted with a bow are either spot and stalk, called in, 
you know, it, it it's yeah. hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. And bears over bait are are a fantastic way to not only have a great freaking time, mm-hmm. but to get them close and have like, okay, he's broadside. Now, you know, now you have plenty of time to shoot, and you don't have to rush it. Totally. And you can just take your time and make a good shot. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's how you do it. Okay, all right. Yep. Sorry, the no, best way to get good at shooting animals, like, with sticks is to shoot, shoot a lot animals. of animals with sticks. Yeah. Shoot the shit out of them. There's, yeah, there, there's, no, there's no replacement, like we said in the past podcast. There's no replacement for experience, so... I don't know. I, I I know a guy. I know a good friend of mine that was trying to get a young kid into bow hunting many years ago, and he went and bought a fuckload of goats and let them loose on his property, and just told the kid to shoot them all. And, no you know, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck, whatever, yeah. man. They yeah. ate them and processed them and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. So it's a good way to go, I guess. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd help you if you wanted to do that. I'd I'd have to shoot a few, but. <laughs> I Can we buy reindeer? <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's like it's just getting you in the, you know, in the rhythm of, of doing it. But yeah, shooting is something moving. I put some tennis balls on the ends of my arrows. Technically, and shoot my not moving. <laughs> I would say not moving. Don't you don't want to move, shoot at a move? I mean, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you can, yeah. but like yeah. something living. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be be at least like it's, three or four months of shooting before i do that yeah <laughs> well it's a different it's just a different feeling like i mean everything's a little bit to the next a notch up when you switch from shooting at a target to shooting at an animal oh yeah um there's no so, even yeah, with any, anything anything with a rifle yeah yeah it's so totally. total game changer and you'll learn uh the cool thing about boating is you'll learn a lot more you're going to learn more about the I'll animals. I'll be way better at my rifle, too, I imagine. If you can bow hunt, you can definitely rifle hunt. If you can mm-hmm. rifle hunt, you might not be able to bow hunt. Totally. Yeah, but um, I know. No, perfect example. No, I'm, <laughs> well, no. Whatever. I'm, not, I mean, I'm not trying even to. Even, like, my, gui- my no, limited guiding joking. experience, yeah. like, everybody was always like, fucking A, a bow hunter. And I was always like, yes, nice. They're in shape. They're quiet. They're fucking technically, you know, yeah. for the most part, yeah. most bow hunters are like, quiet they know what they're doing they're in shape that's and i was i just heard "Ah, this yes the other day i just heard this and man it 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 rings true and so if you can trap you can hunt and most likely fish if no not most likely if you can trap you can hunt and fish Yeah. yeah if you can hunt you might not be able to trap but you can certainly fish if you can fish you might not be able to hunt, and you yeah. might not be able to trap. No shit. So think it starts about that. with trapping, yeah. huh? But, well, think but, about well, it. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know, I get it. No, I think it starts. Yeah, I mean, if well, you trappers can... like the the overall do the knows the most probably yeah. out of everybody. Right. Well, you're definitely on animals level when you're trapping. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, you have to be, or you're not catching. Yeah. When I heard anything. it, I was just like, yeah, that's fucking true. I know people that fish that cannot hunt. And they, yeah. if they can't hunt, I know they can't trap. Mm-hmm. And then I know trappers that are like, yeah, you want to go fishing? Sure. You want to go hunting? Yeah, sure. Like, you know, yeah. and then, you know, people that can hunt that definitely know how to fish, but maybe don't know how to trap. Mm-hmm. So it rings yeah. true. And then no, I, I that would is say, cool. Oh, totally. Yeah. Where the hell did that come from? I just heard it the other day from a guy. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You're probably not going to meet somebody who traps and doesn't also hunt and fish. Mm. No, there's teach, some teach guys man out there, though. That's what I said. Teach something. To fish you think and, about it. <laughs> you find me a trapper that can't hunt and fish. That should like. Can somebody please go, right right into this podcast and tell me a trapper that doesn't give a man a fish, fish and you feed him for a day. <laughs> Don't teach a man to fish and you feed yourself. Fishing's not that hard. He's a grown man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. But when it comes to bow hunting, if you can bow hunt, you can definitely rifle hunt. Yeah, because, totally. And most bow hunters start off rifle hunting. Yeah. You know, you learn how to hunt and you just want a little bit harder of a challenge and you pick and choose when, when to do it and when not to. And Yeah. Yeah, especially up here. It seems like a lot of other places people are more like extending their seasons by doing it. Yeah, so yeah. Alaska is, a, in most cases, you are putting yourself at a disadvantage where there's like a lot of places where it could arguably be somewhat, you know, you get a longer season, you oh, get this yeah. or that. Um, yeah, you, you know, don't need... There, there's a yeah. lot of places where if I lived, I would only, I wouldn't have any reason to rifle or gun hunt. Yeah, well, the thing yeah. is up here is that you you can hunt all the species in the state with without with a rifle. Yeah, and totally. have the same seasons and everything like that. So if you're bow hunting up here, aside from a few, yes, I know a few areas and a few draws that mm-hmm. are bow hunting only. Blah blah blah. But yeah, you don't have to go do that. But any other the you know any yeah. other hunts, if you choose to bow hunt, that's your decision. Whereas in the lower forty eight, it's like okay, there's a bow season, there's a rifle season, mm-hmm. and so you kind of have to if you want to hunt. In some more, states you have to pick one or the other too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, my main motivation, I went up and tried to do the Hall Road hunt a couple of springs ago, just for unsuccessful moose hunt, like need some meat in the freezer, I'm going to head up there and skied out five miles, going past tons of boo all over the place, being pulled by my dog, they didn't even care, the dog was good, and uh, get out to five miles and there's just nothing out there, you know, just, mm. it's all downhill from where we were and there's no boo out there. So we had to turn around and come all the way back. Cause I didn't have a bow with me. Yeah. So that was just like, oh damn! If I had a if I had a compound bow and knew how to use it properly, I could pretty much come get some meat in the in the winter time. You could at least hunt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could hunt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. with hopefully, with a, with hopefully a heck of a lot less work. Um, not to say that it's easy up there because it's not, but yeah. uh, it's a lot less work to not have to start off at. Yeah, five no, miles. being like being getting that bow hunter certification, like definitely, it gives you more options for sure. Yeah, it gives you some pretty pretty unique options um or on the like one in a billion chance that a bull moose walked into my yard it freaking happens man (laughs) yeah i've killed one in my yard he's killed one in his yard yeah oh shit yeah not here but it might yeah my i have killed one that's like i've I've never seen a bull in town i've I've, (laughs) the benchmark of being an alaskan i think is shooting a moose in your yard yard. no i some of the biggest bulls i've ever seen are in like in Fairbanks, right yeah. crossing the freaking Johansson, well, <laughs> jumped in a pond and swam all the way across it. Just huge freaking <laughs> paddle sticking out of the water and a nose, swimming like straight into town. Oh well, I God. guess <clears throat> I guess uh, was my brother in law saw a big bull like over fifty right off the Mitchell, like bright in September. This year, oh, yeah, oh, well, was, there. I gosh. mean, once it starts going on, you know, once the rut starts going on, yeah, exactly. They can go anywhere. But uh, when the, no, what, the one is, I killed. What does Frank call it? Frank Glasser. He called it the walking stage. <laughs> the walking. Yeah. Stage. It starts September fifteenth, and they just fucking moving. walking. Yeah, you know, it's the walking stage. Yeah, which the one I killed was on Labor in my dad's backyard at the Labor Day barbecue. Oh yeah, and he had a. He had a cow. He had the. Hey, I'm going to turn this into some labor for everyone. Yeah. Well, he, he had the. We were all inside eating, but we were eating moose burgers from the bull la- the year before. Um, this bull walked into the yard. My dad had one of those elk, like the old 3D club or the archery club auction off the old. He bought one of them old three 3- 3D elk targets with no antlers. 
And by the time I got out the, like, strung one of his recurves and got out the door, that thing was over there rubbing its neck up on that elk target and just <laughs> getting ready to give it to her. Um, and I walked over there and killed him. I mean, it was pretty anticlimactic. But, but it was in your yard. Yeah. And that, that's where I was getting at. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> From a putting meat in your freezer perspective, there's nothing better than that, man. No. Meanwhile, I live out, you know, out in town enough where I'm like, oh, there's fucking plenty of moose around. Like last fall, right after moose season, we seen a bull walking around, and I see tons of moose. I can fucking call and call and call and call and call from your deck. Oh, yeah, right. Might never, as well ever, you know. Yeah, I would. Like I'm always like, oh well, home from work. I might as well call. Get up in the morning, coffee before I go to work. Call. Just like it's a pinpoint, you know. Eventually. It should happen. You'd think, well, shit, 10 years, eventually nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I should be in town. <laughs> yeah. I got a buddy who called one in on Gina Hot Springs Road at, at a farm out there that not too far out of town, pretty, not far past like the rifle shooting line. And he just, that, you know, working the farm every day, just shoot out calls multiple times a day yeah. and totally brought one in. Yeah. As well. you know, I mean, it, shit happens all the time for sure. But yeah, picking up a bow, will, it'll definitely open up some more opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise um and then on top of that i mean if you want to have fun oh, i'm not saying rifle is not fun but if you if you start shooting a bow and you get accurate with it, it it's a it's a pretty cool experience totally well i enjoy target practicing too but every i'm always like after hunting season or whatever okay i'm gonna practice more with my rifle and go to the range and blah blah, blah. and every time i go there i'm just like shoot one or two magazines and it's like oh, i'm sick of listening to everybody else and it's just yeah. not that fun well, and, and your practice your practice is certainly cheaper and you can do it more with a bow i mean exactly it's quiet it's nice it's a, mm-hmm. it's a totally you know it's a relaxing thing too if i can do it in my yard i'll do it. yeah i'll do it all the time and especially with my, my little boy's six now so he's sure. like right at the age to start perfect into that time. kind of stuff yeah. so yeah. we'll do it together as an activity and Yep, get him a, a nice little light poundage bow, and he can go shoot with that. Shit, I was shooting a bow at four or five. I mean, yeah. yeah. I made him a little, I shouldn't say made him. I took a stick and, like, shaved it down enough to be somewhat bow-shaped and tied a string on it so he can go out and shoot it. And got him started <laughs> nice. a little bit, but uh, probably should have skipped that and got him a real one just to start out right. Yeah, so depending on what you want to get into, I mean, there's pr- plenty of places to look for a decent bow. Um, I would go initially get measured for your draw length to figure out kind of like what you're going to need, right? Mm-hmm. And um, where? Well, you can go to Sportsman's and do it, or you can just do it yourself. So basically, it's your wing. It, typically, it's your wingspan, okay, and then divide that in half or whatever it is. So, whatever. No, it, 12 feet. Your wingspan is 12 feet. Well, yeah, it's a little bit how, different than that. No, well, the thing is, though, is how tall are you? 6'4". I bet your wingspan tall. is 6'4". For most people, you're, if you hold your arms out like this, tip of your longest finger to tip of your longest finger is how tall you are. Yeah, so... Not everyone, granted, right. but yeah, for most I people, did, that, that is one, that true. A little wider. Well, I was thinking like squaring a bear, but you're not measuring from your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, but for most people, that is, that's how, what you're... Yeah, yeah. So, but that would be too much, so... Ideally, you would just go to Sportsman's has a, a 
like a recurve looking bow with an arrow on it that you can draw back where you're comfortable and you can kind of get get a good gauge on Within there. Within like an inch or something. Yeah, I'd, I'd <laughs> guess if you're 6'4 and you got a pretty good wingspan, that you probably got a 30-inch draw is what mm-hmm. you'd want. But I the, think I did the math online one time just Googling it, and I think it was like 29 or 30 or something like that. I'd yep. say probably right. 30. Like my mine's my recurve draws over 31, which right. you're going to be a little shorter with, shorter with, with the compound. The compound. Yep, with release another <clears> inch probably shorter and he's definitely taller than i am but you, ideally you would go to a bow shop that's gonna walk you through the entire process and depending on how much you want to invest in a bow like if, you, if you're going to go to a shop you're going to spend some money but what i was getting at is that you can go on a couple forums like archery talk they have a classified section that has fucking tons of bows so if you knew your draw length and you knew you knew exactly like hey this is the draw length i need you could go on there and find brand new bows that people had shot you know for a year hardly at all you know slightly totally. used and you can get them for five six hundred dollars four hundred dollars instead of going to the shop if you go to the shop and i'm not saying you shouldn't because if you do you're going to learn a bunch and totally. you're going to leave there fucking set up like if you went to uh screaming eagle in wasilla or you went to um full curl down in anchorage i mean you're going to leave there you're and you're going to be feeling right you're not going to leave there feeling like i don't know what i'm doing yeah they're going to have you shooting that draw length's going to be perfect everything's going to be aligned and then you know they're the rest is up to you after that. But I'm going to drop like a grand or something probably. Or more. By the time I get all or, of it. Or, or more. <laughs> my brother, although, in hindsight, I know my brother bow hunts pretty much solely. And he fucked around with his own shit for a long time and finally went to a bow shop and was just like, all right, I want to get a new bow. I want everything to be set up. And when I leave here, I want... And they're they, to the point of like his peep site, they're like... Do you have any kind of like stigmatism? Do you have wear glasses or whatever? And they were like, we can correct the glass that we we can yeah. put glass clarifier. inside. <laughs> yeah, it's a clarifier. Yeah, yeah. and that's why you will be able to see your peep sights better without having to wear your glasses while you're hunting or whatever. And blah blah blah. And he was just like, years ago, I should have gone and done this. It's like, one of those when things I first started. Like, I should have just been like. Do it yeah. right from the start. How much, mo- like, how much do you want to invest into it, and how how important will it be to you? So, if if this is just one of those things where you know you want to pick up a bow as a hobby, then yeah, buy one online, and hopefully it's the right draw length, and then figure out what you know spine arrows you need, and all this stuff, and all the little intricacies of tuning a bow, which we that would be a whole nother podcast, probably four more. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Th- there, there's differences in a compound and a, and a recurve and tuning. Yeah. Um, I know nothing about tuning a compound. Right. But what I'm getting at is if you went to the shop and you just you left there with a bow and, and a dozen arrows and everything, you would leave there feeling pretty damn confident in your ability to, you know, sight in your pins and do all this stuff. Like They're, yeah. they're not going to leave you hanging. Especially if you tell them, hey, I want to start bow hunting. I don't know quite what what's going on, and I want to shoot all the bows that you have here in my draw length and figure out which one's the best. And what Frank was saying is like, yeah, you can do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. You can, but you're going to learn a hell of a lot in that, you know, day that you spend at the shop shooting them all and having them set up properly that you you can't erase that information. It's going to help. Well, and sometimes it, and sometimes it's like, especially for a compound, you might save money in the short run by getting a used bow or slightly used bow something you know online but if you can buy something from a from a somewhere that can wholly set you up and get you like started right yeah 
you yeah. know, because I think a lot of people probably start out that way and they buy this bow and they buy that and they buy a bunch of shit they don't need. And then they, end, they end up, up they end up buying a whole new setup yeah. anyway, you yeah. know. Um, but, so it's something so, to think about. So yeah. just to put things into perspective as far as like money you can spend on bows. So I, I own right now two compound bows. They're both from 2014. I paid 500 for one and I paid 500 for another one two years after I bought the first one because I liked it so much. But they're, you know, five, six years old and I've been using them. That's it. I haven't... I go and I shoot the new bows every year just to see, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm I basically have a thousand dollars into two bows. Yeah, and 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 you spent you spent more huge. on trad bows in that amount of I, years than you have on your compound. And then I have two trad bows that are ridiculously expensive, both of them. Yeah. I spent more on lake trout lures last year <laughs> <laughs> than I did on oh, that's two awesome. compound bows. Uh, but what I, what I'm getting at is when you find one you like and you, and you really enjoy fucking shooting them, <laughs> throw your it. bow down a nice hole. When you find your real passion, start fishing yeah. for Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll save making a bow for shooting pike or something. No, <laughs> don't. It's, it's don't not, save, not, yeah. not, not that save making a bow. Make Fuck one. that. Not at all. Like. Learn how to shoot one, yeah, so that way exactly. when you do and make it's not one, like you know and it's it. not like yeah. you yeah. have it's not like you have to be all right. I'm shooting a compound now, and then all right, I'm stopping shooting a compound. Do I'm both. shooting this. You yeah, you can do both yeah. the whole time. Do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and don't have to use that to limit you, yeah. but a, a compound will get you into the game like and get quicker. you up to speed quicker and more easily. And you know, if you apply like and really understand what's going on, will help you be a better shot on yeah. a. On a recurve or long. I know which hunts I can take my trad bow on and which hunts I compound hunt. I mean, I, I just I'm honest with myself. But first, first thing always honestly for me is like I I want to be successful. And yeah. the second thing is like, okay, well, all right, do I know that I'm going to get a close shot or not? Dude, and I'm, you, but I'm being you, honest. I, yeah. I was just going to say yeah. you spelled it out a hundred percent right there. It's like who the fuck wants to go out and be I not not shoot something? Yeah. Everybody wants to shoot an animal. Right. If you're getting into, I mean, some people are getting into bow hunting just to target hunt, but, you know, they're just shooting a target. But people that are getting into hunting want to shoot an animal. Yeah. That's the main goal. Yeah. Totally. And I feel like even if I got in, even if I got a bow and I target practice at my house, it's like, man, I'm not that good at that. I'll probably still even just shoot it in my house at targets because. I enjoy. Yeah, they're fun to shoot. Yeah, mm-hmm. popping off at some targets. But when you get good at Tyler it, Tyler shoots right in here, like yeah. twelve feet. I got a I bag that I hang a up. A bag that you hang up just yeah. for form. I shoot like, in my garage and in my house all winter. Yeah, I can. <laughs> okay, whatever. I can set that up. You know, it might shoot only be six or seven yards. But no, not out a window. Inside, in here. Oh yeah. Inside. But I'm just saying, add on to it. Shoot out the window. Get a longer shot. <laughs> and I have a tiny bit of terrain at my house too, so I could mess around a little bit with like. Shooting downhill and uphill a tiny bit mm-hmm. and play with yeah. that. Which helps a lot, too. A lot of people don't realize how much difference uh, shooting elevated and, yeah. and uh, yeah. shooting. Yeah, yeah, shooting downhill and uphill. And I got the floor Much system different. to a treehouse built this spring, so I got, like, a platform pretty high up that could get, like, pretty drastic downhill shots from. Yeah, man. And even use it as a moose blind, hopefully. <laughs> just one of those deals where if you want to do it i mean you got a bunch of different ways to do it yes you can go the cheap route and get a bow and f- try to figure it all out 
and not have somebody next to you when you're shooting the first couple times that you're going to definitely develop some bad habits and your bow night might not be fitted properly and you're you know all this stuff right mm-hmm. and so if you start shooting and it's shit and your arrows aren't you know if you just go grab arrows off walmart shelf or whatever and yeah. not spine properly cut the right way where you know they're flying all weird and then you throw a fixed blade broadhead on them and they're really flying weird there's lots of things that uh people can get frustrated with with bow hunting like how the hell do you do it well if you just take the proper steps initially Mm -hmm. to make sure that what you're shooting is actually like tuned Mm -hmm. yeah because i I would say that yeah like my (laughs) experience i was very fortunate to have you guys like looking over me like your dad in jet you know i stood out here with your dad for so long and when you're like he just just, held the skinny end of a fishing rod (laughs) just go (laughs) stop you know it's fucked up with brit i stood out here and the first thing we're shooting at your target when you had a target down yeah. here. Yeah. He's like, here you go. He pulled out WD-40 and he's like, spray them arrows down. And I was like, what the fuck? At first, I was like, oh, the, what? Yeah. what the Oh, because you're sticking there fucking bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. They stick right in there hard. And I was like, what's WD-40 do with it? You teach me how to freaking shoot this bow. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's like, you can you'll pull, pull out. Your, <laughs> you'll break your shoulder trying to get them <laughs> arrows out of that target. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, you gotta lube them up real good. <laughs> Those have been some of the best freaking targets at insulation. I can't even remember exactly what type of insulation it was, but it was like they did a one our supplier in town because that was like my trade. My yeah. dad runs insulation company. Our supplier ran that one batch that they they glued all these two inch thick sheets together and cut pipe covering out of them, and these were like stacks that they had left over. And I mean, I don't know how many thousands yeah. of arrows i shot and mine's getting pretty freaking where it's just my backstop now but i wish uh so i got that one in 2013 yeah i'm um, at that banquet that you know you guys were selling it and so it was 250 bucks a four foot the by eight foot huge. a four foot by eight foot yeah Oh, my yeah. only mistake is that I started shooting at the middle. Yeah. And so now I can't no, shoot at the start, middle. Start, start somewhere else. Dude, well, <laughs> you, you know, it's a big enough one. Well, you know what? Like, I mean, we're kind of getting on a rabbit trail. Yeah. But what you can do. It's the is, best bow target well, Is ever. this, because uh, my dad, I owe a lot to my dad because he just like does all the hard like groundwork. <laughs> and I just take credit for it. But he uh, he found it's um, this foam we repaired our 3D targets with. You can, we actually like you can cut out, hollow out that freaking shot the out whole circle spot. straight through. We fixed yep. one. Oh house. yeah, we did. Oh yeah, with that target with that material piece of that target. Yeah, yeah. and that fucker's going strong still. But no, target. like this stuff. Yeah, yeah you. You know, because we did it with our 3D targets. It's kind of experimental. He ordered some jugs this. Um, it's uh, Smooth On is the brand. It's like an industrial brand, and it's their, like, 17. We we ordered, like, the heavy-duty, like, 15 or 17-pound density Is it the urethane same foam. consistency as it's the like a 3D. It's like a 3D target nice. okay. is what it is. So we, we used it to repair our 3D targets. But his, you know, like his bad spots, we just cut them out with a knife. And mix that shit and pour it in there, fill it up, and it's not—it's not, not going to be as durable as the original that foam because that shit's just incredible. It's, but you can pull—it's like a three D mm, target basis, yeah. so you can have a usable. Yeah. You can turn that thing back into a usable. I mean, like my bear target was like—it was the second core I was on. It was just completely freaking shot through. Yeah, we, we repaired. Like we I've been shooting it all year. The mountain goat target that I bought. Uh, at you know that same deal the yeah. year or two later whatever we fixed that two springs ago and 
we used a chunk from the foam target. We took cut a square out, put mm-hmm. it in there, and whatever. Yeah, it's fucking perfect. And spray foam to hold it yep. in there. Yeah, yep. it worked. It works but, great. But spray foam on itself isn't going to be. It's easy. not it's gone. No. Like yeah. you're using only it's using spray foam to fluffy. hold the piece that you cut. Yeah. the yeah. hole that you want. And what you can do is uh, <clears throat> what um, if I needed to glue like targets I've needed, and it's the glue that Reinhardt used to send with their like cut targets that I've got over the years. It's like a Century Hardware has it downstairs back in the back corner and they're like glue like epoxy section it's like a has purple on the label i can't remember the brand but it's like a polyurethane glue it looks like freaking honey you unscrew it's got the mop and stuff yeah on well there it's got whatever. not a mop it's just got a like a, Brush a or cone top that you trim off you can oh, snip off but it's like a it's like thick honey basically that you like spread around but it's polyurethane and it expands it and tightens. expands and huh. like freaking any of that foam shit it'll glue it together big time yeah. but like you like literally like a that reinhardt bear or sheep whatever that if they cut them to send them you have like the head and you just, just put some that. of the glue on that side some of the glue on that side jam it together, it together and like have pins that hold it in place till it till it glues and like that shit ain't never coming off nice hmm. but uh that's the good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that was kind of a freaking digression. Yeah, so what I was getting at was there's a bunch of different trains of thought. You can go the cheap route and try to figure it out yourself, or you can go, you know, the other route where, you know, you, you buy something and you know somebody that can work on some bows and then they can help you along the way, or just honestly go to the shop, shoot all the bows that they have there, figure out which one fits, and then leave there with it set up and ready to rock. And, you know, it. I the, the third option is going to be the most expensive but you're going to learn the most mm-hmm. and you're and you're going to have something very accurate right off the bat the other two options are are fine <laughs> i was just about to interject when yeah. you said the third option i was about to say get a rifle get yeah a rifle. <laughs> yeah, yeah stop fucking around yeah <laughs> if, if, i got a couple of those yeah <laughs> the yeah, I mean, I get most of my shit at the dump, so... Uh. <laughs> well, you'll be set on targets and everything then. Yeah. No, honestly, all right, so bow targets, well, the, tar- the target I freaking yeah, hang all the in clothes the garage is just, is just like a... I don't know what the material, like feed sack, basically. They're old NAFA like fur a grain, bags. Like a grain sack for, yeah, yeah. for dog food or whatever, just, like that mesh totally. fucking weave, totally. that you plastic take, weave. You go get clothes from the, dump. from the dump. Clip oh, the buttons off and just best jam it full and hang, ever. and hang nice. it. And like you'll wear, you may, you'll eventually wear out the bag. I mean, just I've been slide using it into a new one, flip I've, around, or fl- oh, slide yeah. it into, flip it around to the other side, or because it won't yep. go through those clothes. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I've been using the same clothes in that bag that I, I just rebagged it again. Mm-hmm. I've been using those clothes for like five years or mm-hmm. so. Nice. And mm-hmm. you could probably even just like. Pull them out and shift them Mix around. It, and exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. and in your, you know, and, and there's plans like online for like a, if you want to get lumber and build like a frame with chicken wire, like really skook them set up. But, uh, I mean, even these bag targets, you just stuff these bags. Dog and you can, food bag. Even dog with, foods bags, for, they last a while. Stuff full yeah, of clothes. Yeah, yeah. They're not as nice as like these, like actual like feed bag type. Yeah, because the but mesh can, will spread out around your arrow and yeah, not cut it. But you, uh, and you don't use broadheads in them, but for yeah. field points, and you can like in your yard. I was saving. In your yard, you can even, hang it between trees, and if you put a little roof or something over I was saving even soaked um mm-hmm. bird seed bags from Fred's yeah for oh, yeah. and giving them to temple and he was stuffing clothes in them and using them for 
targets. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and yeah. There's even a couple little birds on there. You can shoot at the birds. No, yeah, you don't. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't need uh, to to because a lot of the commercial fancy. commercial targets are fucking expensive. expensive. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. And even that. like even any of the bag targets are just stuffed with freaking t-shirts. You know, yeah. you can buy like the the replacement bags and just go to the transfer site and get freaking clothes and just cut the big buttons and mm-hmm. metal oh, yeah. stuff off of them and just jam them in there and you're good to go. Totally. When I was a kid, my grandpa had me set up. Uh, we'd go up to Northern Michigan every fall. Upper Michigan or Northern not Michigan? The UP? Nor- nor- Northern the Michigan. The UP? Shit. Not Upper Michigan? Oh, the not UP? the UP there, eh? <laughs> I grew up like there in Wisconsin, so if you like, want to see heaven, spent half my time in Escanaba. Oh, right on! And then my other half in Central Wisconsin. Oh, so. no. oh no, shit there, eh? Yeah, you oh, betcha. Hey, did you wash your hands? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. So you see, today is the second day of deer camp too. Yeah. Deer oh, camp. Y'all are <laughs> fucking wondering. I gotta call my pops and yeah. see if oh. anything and all. Yeah. So yeah, and all, all the boys are here. Oh yeah. <laughs> So you seen Escanaba in the moonlight, yeah. surely, right? <laughs> Frank had never seen that shit until we were in Moose Camp. Luckily, we had oh, cell service, and God. I was able to stream it. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's a it's a wacky movie. I oh, it's very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, oh yeah, this is something else, and all of a sudden, I was like, what the fuck are you making me watch? I warned so him. I was like, I was like, this I was like getting weird. <laughs> so my uncle sent me this picture today, and this is of Michigan Deer Camp, and then so just look at the picture close. And then I'll tell you what my response was to him. Describe what you're seeing. He's looking at five deer on a meat pole. Nice. Oh, the old one, hanging pole. One of them's I don't a, think there's one a single of them, antler. One oh, of them's there's a spike. A spike buck. One of them's yep. a spike, yep. and four of them are does. And I wrote back, I see an eight point and four long necks. Is what I told him. <laughs> <laughs> so, a spike buck is traditionally known as a Michigan eight point. Oh <laughs> yeah, totally. You count every little. Oh, well, no, no, every, no. It's it. just like if you if you see a spike in Upper Michigan, it's like, oh, that's a fucking nice buck, boys. You better shoot <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Yeah, Michigan eight point. Hundred percent. Christ. Oh, Northern Vermont. It was the freezer is empty. <laughs> The Dude. first legal buck that walks out dies. Well, oh, yeah, that's yeah. all I give. We, sh- that's all, like the way I was. Well, like, and as you can see here, like, kill deer. We don't. They don't care either. No, it's fine. just oh, fun. Yeah. It's fun. I wish when I was a kid we could have shot doe. It's fun. I would have yeah. shot deer the first year that I was hunting. I would have got a deer. Yeah. you know. And so that was oh, yeah. just yesterday, opening day. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> Just opened yesterday. November 15th, rifle season opened. Yeah. Is it Saturday so or yesterday? Well, today's, no, today's the 16th. No, today's 15th, right? Today's, today's the 16th. 16th. Oh, yeah, shit. that's why I said it's the second day of deer camp. I guess Vermont, <laughs> my dad's been hunting. So what is Saturday was? The 14th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 14th. My dad started. He's been okay. He's been hunting the last couple of days, and then Wisconsin opens up Vermont. the twenty first. So this coming Saturday, rifle season in oh, Wisconsin. It fucking open. kills me because. It all kind of like starts to peter off here, and then all my friends are like, oh, look at this buck that I shot. Oh, check this out. Oh, I got one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm hunting. Oh, we got three weeks to go, and blah, blah. We got all the way until December 12th or whatever. Yeah, everyone, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, pretty much wrapped her up for the year, and it's not like I can complain. I killed four bears, a sheep. A caribou oh, and a man. moose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Uh, that's always, always. A, so I'm always like, "Well, you weigh your antlers at the end of the year, and I'll weigh mine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens." <laughs> yeah, totally. 
Yeah, I went back a couple years ago deer hunting with my dad unsuccessfully. Spent a good amount of time out. He hadn't hunted in a few years, and a bunch of the private land we'd hunt on as a kid, you know, old farms and whatnot. My, my one grandpa passed away, my other grandpa's too old to hunt anymore, so we kind of like basically going to like state parks and stuff like that running into people walking their dogs we're like oh shit you can hunt here <laughs> yeah but so i did that then last year my dad went out and shot the biggest deer of his life and then and uh like i think i guess it was two years before that i was there just like god damn it and he's at the state park on public land like right next to lake michigan and uh brings it home and hangs it up in the backyard and He's like, oh, I would have, I would have drove around town with it on top of the car, but I couldn't get it up there. <laughs> <laughs> but he, they, yeah. it's a, it's a small town, but they live like right in, like right next to the little downtown area, and like the lady that lives next door is vegetarian, and he like strings it up the tr- big walnut tree in the backyard. Oh yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, dad, good job. And I didn't even know he did that. We went and hung out with him at Christmas time, and uh, we all met up in Washington and hung out and. He's like, I was like, do you hunt this year? He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, you get anything? He's like, yeah. And he shows me a picture. I'm like, dear, man, that's a beautiful buck. Big, big old buck. For, especially for that area. Just like big bodied, tons of meat. That deer hunting back there, man, I'd, I'd like sink, sink into a like huge hole of depression every November after I get back from Kodiak watching all my friends white tail. Oh, yeah. like, Motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Like really, it's, it's like, like a dead zone right mm-hmm. now up here, you know? But yeah. it's like prime time back there. But Everybody's just ripping it That up. being said, like all spring we're fucking hammering. All yeah. summer we're hammering. And then early fall. like We like, have pretty much... I'm a, I'm going next weekend to set up camp to go yeah. moose hunt. Yeah, so there's still stuff to do. <clears throat> yeah. Not saying there's oh, well, not. Well, I'm technically not moose hunting, <laughs> but I'm going on a winter bull moose hunt. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm fucking pumped about yeah, going. I'm jealous. Yeah, I am well, psyched. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just there's got to be a limit to what, you, what any single person can do. I mean, you could, like, we got opportunities of different shit all the time, but... Yeah. As far as like general like hunting season, like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're buttoning her up and we're what, starting what, to worry what about. What Johnny just said about like, oh, I went back and I hunted with my with my dad and we didn't get anything. And it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh-uh, that was it's great. like the camaraderie. Like, yep. you're with your family hunting. I was for a long time going back and hunting. I would le- like work until like beginning of November and then. Go back and go hunt with my dad. And I fucking wish that I could right now. I wish that I could be there right now of in course. my hunting camp. We have an awesome fucking camp. Nice. On 10 acres, like this freaking out in the middle of nowhere cabin that's surrounded by state forest and yeah. get the wood stove going, cooking bacon and eggs on a freaking wood cook stove Trust in the me, morning man. when you I... get back from the morning hunt and stuff. And it's like, I don't give a fuck if I didn't kill anything. It's like the whole process of like being there with those, family. Those whitetail deer and hunting camps with are, are amazing. Are, See, that's yeah. something I grew I, up doing that every me year. T- me and too. It's one of the things that I miss the most mm-hmm. about being home and, you and can't, having those. You can't replicate that. There's no way you can nothing. do it. it nothing. You, you right. kill the biggest yeah. moose, the biggest Doesn't sheep, matter. the biggest bear, the biggest yeah. everything. It's that, all like, fun. It is, and it's all fun. But, but like that whole like being with family and friends in hunting camp. It's one of the biggest amazing. things that I miss. Yeah, uh, 
for See, sure. I, I never have got it's experienced it's, anything and like you can't, that. You know. it's, the cool you thing can't is like, explain it either. What, what Frank and I are talking sausage. about. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> what Frank and I are talking about that that like those memories and those things started when we were fucking knee high to a grasshopper. Yeah, yeah. my know, grandpa going to like, deer camp every year, and grandpa was there, and grandma was there, and fucking there was chili on the wood stove. And mm-hmm. when you first got to the cabin, it was so fucking cold that they sent the kids in first to start a fire, and and you know, and like and, 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 we'd go and out like everybody oh had a tr- their own tree stand, and there'd be a whole bunch of us. Yes, like, we all did. My talked uncle about it all night. And father and yeah, me and going? my brother. And my grandfather and friends of ours and like my grandfather had this like ground blind over this huge field and that was every his morning spot. it was his spot like yes nobody sat there. I'm hunting the ridge right. <laughs> Papo sat there and every morning when everybody got done sitting in their stands we all congregated at Papo's stand and it was like yeah. the end of the morning was like hanging out and like oh did you see anything no when it was like a lot of like no nah, we didn't see anything nope, i didn't see anything yeah. nope, i didn't see anything but the whole deal and then like go to camp and like oh we're gonna have bacon and eggs and we're all gonna talk about the morning and then get ready have a little nap and then like we're gonna go out in the, the afternoon guy. and we're gonna sit in our tree stands yeah. and we're gonna do the same you know and it's like Fuck, it's cool. It's really, really fun. Yeah, I know all about oh, that. Yeah. It's a just it, it's a totally different experience if you haven't experienced one of those like true like white tailed deer camps. But not yeah. I'm not talking like you go in like the first year ever you go set up a white tailed deer camp. I'm sure it's really fun. I'm talking about the generations of generations. Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. same spots, same areas. Like yeah. it's just like you know, everybody respects everybody and their hunting spots. And, you know, and like, you know, young kids like me, like I always had the one spot that I went to, you know, and then when I left and hadn't been back in a long time, Before, that spot was given to like, you know, my, my, uh, good friends, niece and nephew. So that that's where they go every year now. It, it's just, it's killer. awesome, man. Yeah. 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 Well, just, it makes me think like, you know, you know, bringing my own kids up and, the things that they're going to get to do, like we had them out ice fishing the past couple of days, and was telling my wife, and he's like, "Where I grew up, I would have been in hog heaven." I mean, we're just like just, fish. just ganking little stalkers through the ice one after yeah. another, and you know, when I would, I was fishing crazy when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, almost to the year level. But shut the fuck up, <laughs> right? You know, Dude. No, but I mean, I was just obsessed with fishing when I was little, and we—I mean, we'd go to places where, like, if you caught two or three fish in a day, it was a good damn day. Yeah, damn. And now it's like just not, ah, freaking nonstop. Not I could fucking talk about <laughs> whitetail huh. hunting camp for like twelve fucking podcasts in a row, guaranteed. Like, same here. Just it keep would, going. And it would going be no up. problem. So Especially, many stories over, like. Just, I went whitetail hunting once. Nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it white whitetail hunting. But the whitetail hunt I, you yeah, did and the whitetail hunt we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The whitetail hunt yeah. we're talking about didn't matter if any deer were killed. I've yeah. done that kind of whitetail hunting right there a lot. What you're talking about, I've done it a lot. And every camp I've ever been in doesn't hold the candle no, to the fucking different. spike buck fucking hunting in Upper Michigan yep. and, and like I make a buck hunting friggin in Central stew on that wood cook stove. <laughs> I slept so well <laughs> in the bed that I slept in every year at my uncle's cabin yeah. in Wapaka County, Most Wisconsin. uncomfortable bed that money no, can this buy. this motherfucker. Oh, my God. I would sleep in that bed, and if no one woke me up, I would still be sleeping. 
We're getting real Midwestern up in well, it's Whatever, man. I'm hey, talking talk. about the Northeast. The yeah, beds yeah. that I sleep in in my <laughs> yeah. camp yeah. are the we had bunk beds. When I was a kid growing up in my parents' house, I'll be damned. got moved into the hunting camp because we're like, oh, we're going to freaking have beds for a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll go back there. Shit, the last time I was back there was like maybe five years ago or back something like that. But money. I slept in the fucking bunk bed that I grew and the mattress that I grew up in yeah. sleeping in. Oh, ours in my parents' with, home. Our, the beds <clears> we had there came with the cabin, but god damn were they comfortable. We built <laughs> my grandfather and my dad and my brother and myself and a couple of the people that we that are involved with our hunting camp. We built the whole place. We, my dad traded guns, I think, and something else for the property. But I, st- I'm not a hundred percent sure still to this day. But it used to be the only landlocked land in the state of Vermont inside of a state forest that we have. Nice. It's ten acres. Oh, like a grandfathered in chunk inside of there. Inside of a state forest, like fully surrounded by a state forest. That's nice. And we built a camp, so we being like my brother and my grandfather who's passed away and my father and a couple of my my brother's friends and a couple of my dad's buddies all built this place. That's and awesome. This fucking place is still there. And like I went back like when I first moved up here and I was like, oh, I'm going to go back there and I'm going to spend a month and take generators out. It's like all fully off the grid, like all propane and, you know. When I was really young in eighth grade, we like brought an excavator out there and dug a spring, found water oozing up out of the ground, Jeez. dug it out, put casings in. So we have like gravity feed water that comes down to the place, like built it uphill. Oh, so we have gravity water that comes down. But this is all when I was like 12 or 13 years old or something like that. And it's like the place is there now. And oh, it's, a, it's fucking amazing, dude. There's tons I know feeling, of like. Man. Three pointers and spike yes. horns and <laughs> four pointers. Oh, yeah. The walls are just peppered in little bucks because I was brought up to be like, deer comes out, it's legal, kill it. Yes, because oh, we 100%. want meat in the freezer. So the whole place. Meanwhile, is just flash in- forward, I'm fucking sitting here squatting with moose paddles. <laughs> Frank's like, up there going, oh, I think I'm going to shoot him now. <laughs> I don't think it's big enough. <laughs> Asshole. What I was gonna, what I was gonna say. What's that earlier? Is twelve hundred like, pounds <laughs> not big enough? I went, I went degrade like the uh, the camaraderie and the you know the whole the experience of like the you know traditional Alaska moose camps and stuff like just that because different. they're fucking fantastic as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's it's just different. It's different. Oh, it certainly <laughs> yeah. is for sure. And it's, I love. I moved here for a reason. Yeah. And it was to you know to hunt. And Did fish. you guys have uh, like buck pools and stuff like that back in Vermont? <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking general Dude, okay. store you so drive into. I, yeah. my, I grew up in a general store. My parents, we had a buck pool at the store that yeah. I grew up in. Yeah. We oh, had. Yeah. There was we fucking, took Polaroid pictures of every fucking deer. So in Vermont, you have to bring the deer out. You gut it, bring it out whole, yep. and it gets weighed. Same in Wisconsin. Every deer got a Polaroid picture, and they were hanging in the store that I grew up in. Yeah. Fucking just like walls. Yeah. Of Polaroid pictures of it was it wasn't quite like that, but there was buck pools at every tavern, every bar, oh, all yeah. this like all over. So like at the end of the uh, you know first stint that we'd go hunt, you know you'd you'd have to make your rounds to see like who was winning the buck pool yeah. and whatever all this stuff. And man, 
Yeah, just when a I was in high thing. school, this fucking biology teacher ran a buck pool <laughs> in the high school I went to. <laughs> fucking Dave Williams had a buck pool in high school. That's awesome. My biology teacher. Un- like, oh, where, yeah. Where's that shit happen? <laughs> you know? They, they so would tell funny. us in grade school and in high school, they tell us every year, I know hunting season's coming up. You guys are you're required to be in school. We expect to see you next Monday. Our blah, fucking blah, blah. school shut down. Oh yeah, <laughs> nobody. I mean, of course, none of the country kids or anybody else who hunted would show yeah. up. But I don't know yeah. if it, I don't know if the school actually shut down, but we were definitely excused. Yeah, like fucking yeah. go hunt. Yeah. That was just the way it was. Yeah. That was the best thing about COVID this year. And if they wouldn't allow it, all the parents <laughs> would have just been like, "Sorry, my son's sick." Oh yeah, yeah. they would have had a hundred phone calls. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. sorry, they're not coming. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's got buck fever. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, but that kind of stuff, like, so school is important, but that kind of, uh, the outdoor experience and the camaraderie that you're going to have around your family more and friends, important. it's fucking way more important. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not even yeah. close. Dude, like, the, the memories that I have, the memories that I have, of even before our camp was finished, yeah. we were, like, deer season came around, and my grandfather was like, that, that, tree blind that he had that he sat in every day that we always like congregated at he was like well you guys get up go out and do your thing i'll just sit here there wasn't even a front door on the place he was like put a bucket down and sat there on the bucket and he was like i'll just look down the valley and see maybe a buck will walk by you know yeah like (laughs) no fucking door no, nothing. It wasn't even finished at all. And he's like, I'll just hunt from here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, not bad. My yeah. grandpa, the last couple of years he was alive, he always had the closest spot to the cabin, which was in fire. And he always, he shot a, a, a deer most years with a, a fucking Remington 1100 long barrel. Yeah. With no yeah. choke with a slug. <laughs> you know, he he's like carrying around a pheasant gun, basically. Yeah. <laughs> My grandfather rocked with. a... Third lever action thirty thirty. When my grandpa was alive, we couldn't use rifles. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah, it was shotgun only. It's, oh, that's no all shit. since changed. But oh, where, it was all rifles where I, where, where I grew. Where up. we hunted, it was shotgun only, and it's all that's all changed now. You can use rifles even in the southern counties where you typically. Can Which use. you've been talking about getting your old. Oh, uh, I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the break. I, I'm gonna have my dad send me up the, or the, single barrel. Whatever. It's a single shot H and R thirty thirty. And it, it's got the nothing. interchangeable barrel, so it's got the twenty gauge barrel as well. What are you gonna shoot with it? Freaking moose next year, Everything maybe even a sheep. I'd say, love to shoot a sheep too say with, shoot it. A sheep with it. Well, yeah. you can hand load it. You don't have to use them like yeah. shitty lever action bullets. You can hand load it. No, with, you like, can hand good. load that because it's a single shot. Yeah, yeah. That, you're not like worried those, about banging those, the primer. Those old guns that mean something to you. That's what like a couple years ago. Dude, I took, do you know I how took many? My, fucking deer yeah. i've shot with that rifle it means something to you things like this long it's yeah. like my muzzle loader yeah it's about fucking 38 inches yeah. long it's tiny little yeah. rifle a couple of years ago i took <clears throat> steph's grandpa's uh rifle after he passed away which he had never seen a mountain guaranteed it hunted some deer and stuff but i took a sheep hunt and shot a sheep with it and i was like you know what fuck that's pretty cool like yeah like well you shot him big fucking oh, yeah, sheep was... with that he's like <laughs> oh yeah, yeah well i wasn't gonna say nothing but <laughs> But it, you know, it means something to you. you no, know, it's that, a little yeah. bit more than it's just like huge. You know, yeah. That's all the guns I own are all hand me downs from my grandpa's, and that's like I don't even. I mean, of course, I I desire to own like some badass new gun with composite stock. But we don't like, need it. To me, if I take a deer with one of those rifle or I'm sorry, moose, caribou, whatever, 
that's like I don't know. Something about that just feels mm-hmm. better to me. Like, yeah, that was my grandpa's gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He never got to come up here and do any hunting, but I went ahead and brought his gun up and got something. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Which I uh, I kind of want to get like, I ought to get a, a collage going of all the fucking animals Oof. that that rifle in the corners killed the old freaking Winchester. We should do that. We should That'd do it. would be amazing. Yeah. And then just like have... Uh, fucking gross. Maybe... Do you st- uh, we should get some some sheep Got or caribou it. legs and make a gun case for... Like a gun uh, shelf for it where you can rest it on that and then have all the photos up above it. Might retire that sucker. Oh, yeah. Don't retire it. Never. Don't retire <laughs> it. But just have a resting spot for it with all the photos next to it. Yeah. That be. rival has killed a lot of animals. That's nice. Yeah. Winchester did good with that one. The old Holy XPR. Shit. Like, it's just a beater rifle that has. Oh, if Carrie freaking... was standing here, she'd be like, I love that rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Steph would say the same thing. Yeah. She shot it one time and fucking sacked him like a. Bag yeah. of shit. Just Carrie, Carrie shot three times, and I, I, she's like, am I missing? I was like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Keep shooting, though, because it's still standing up. <laughs> Good practice. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, that thing's killed six sheep, six or seven caribou, On a bunch of deer. Shit. Be cool to have. Yeah, that, that's a well-traveled rifle, too, by the way. I shot my... Yeah, fuck, I carried that thing like 45 fucking miles or something like that <laughs> on my solo sheep hunt. Oh, that's the one you took? I shot that rifle on my solo sheep hunt. And yeah, we, I did. And yeah, we, yeah, I yeah. carried, well, we, I shot and we that shot sheep the year with before it. We I shot carried that it sheep too. with it. In, yeah, so yeah, no, it's, that, <laughs> that rifle has walked a lot of miles. <laughs> Holy shit. Yep. But, uh. Yeah, that's why I like having my old grandpa's guns because they're, they've had the shell because of like being in the Midwest hunting on farmland and shit like that. You're taking shells in and out of there so many times that like they have more, way more wear and tear from that than ever shooting off rounds. (laughs) (laughs) All kinds of pricker scratches. They've been carried more than they've ever been shot by a long shot. I have one of my my grandpa's uh, 1897 Winchester 12 gauge. That oh, nice. I shot my first goose with that thing. No shit. Yeah, back when I was a kid. It's like you're probably not even supposed to shoot steel shot through them. It's twelve gauge <laughs> full choke. You know, like it's the pump eighteen ninety seven pump yeah. with the hammer. I have one. You know? I have one as well that my grandpa gave me. Mine doesn't work though. Yeah, this Mine one just works. Like I haven't shot wall it. Wall hanger at this it's point. It's a wall hanger. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work. <clears throat> the stock's all beat up, but it's the same gun. Yeah, I need to replace. The, well, in fact, I broke the butt plate on it, the plastic like butt plate that came on it because the extractor was all jacked up. And I'm sitting there, I shot this goose, and all these geese are taking off off this pond, and they're like ambush. I'm like, got in a drainage ditch like off the pond. You can hear them. In there. Oh yeah, they take off going to fields over you. And you sit, I sack one, and then I'm like slamming it on the ground trying to get get the fucking shell out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you can get like repro butt plates or even original butt plates for them, but um, yeah, you could figure that out. I don't know that it's the safest gun to shoot, but <laughs> <laughs> I would shoot that one that I have. But it it it's not. I, I would shoot it if it, you know you did a little work to it or yeah. whatever. But goddamn, it would kick like a mule with like the original stock on oh, it. Yeah. I mean, there ain't nothing to it. 
<clears throat> maybe a two and three quarter or something like that. But yeah, I don't know, well, that's all this. That's all yeah. I think they were ever chambered for. Yeah, you go making some shrapnel if you throw three, three, three inch mags in there. Yeah, there's so much thoughts. Like it's nuts from right now in my head. Well, I've been like, thinking about this last growing couple up days. hunting and like stuff. Last, like, like three days, like uh, I, like this whole like deer camp thing just well, is like pumping my brain. Well, right like now. I know what like, was going oh, on. I know what shit. was going on on the 14th. I know what all my fr- my friends and family yeah. were doing, and then I know what they were all doing uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, and I know what they're all doing today. Well, and you I know, imagine, it's just kind of like it's, my dad texts. My dad texts me like he's like I get it. I wake up. Because it's four hour time difference, yeah. and he's like, ah, "Nothing this morning." And then while I'm at work, he's texting me. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm sitting here. Oh, it started snowing. Oh, I'm still sitting here. Oh, blah 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 blah." Right in the tree. So when you know. wake up, you get to see like, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what's going That's on super cool. when I wake did you, up. Did you then, meet his dad when he was up here? I don't think I did. No, maybe very briefly. No, because you guys came over like. After getting to like half an hour in the truck with his dad, I understand so much more about like why Frank is the way he is. <laughs> That's a, yeah, meeting anybody's dad, you told me. Oh, it, it was great. Uh, we, they came over here when that fire was just on the other side of the ridge, and we were helping. Oh, I brought clear my mom and dad and and yeah. clearing clear brush, brush over at Tyler's <laughs> house. I was like, "What do you guys want to do this afternoon?" It's like. Tyler needs help with brush hauling. And they're like, oh, let's go over there. Can we drink some beers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that like, sounds like my yeah. folks. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Listener to the day, Hugh Schultz, so. what was it when he said, did he tell you the other day that he wished he had waited till afternoon or evening to start listening so he could drink beer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, it's probably the best podcast that we've listened to, but we wish that we had started in the afternoons because to have some beers and feel like we were right there with you guys. Which one was it? Which one? I don't remember oh. which one. It was like four or five or That's eight cool, back man. or something. I remember Whatever it was, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, somebody's under, but, under the impression you guys drink beers while you're doing this? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, these are Coca-Colas. I'm sober as a... <laughs> but uh, what we... Uh, that's just... It's just weird, yeah. Uh, I kind of envy that, like, hunting camp... Yeah, the whole thing. Well, like, I was just you, sitting here, and I couldn't stop thinking about, you know, it's just, like, so many little things. Like, we started talking about, you know, I've I been trying about to figure out how and to, then I like, start freaking. I've been trying to figure out since we started talking about how to, like, go home next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? I'm not even totally. joking. Well, just it's, it's just different, you know, because, like, yeah, it's like you may like to bring everybody to, to moose camp, but you know what? It's just. There ain't Different. enough room. Logistically there enough room, you know, Or you yeah. try to explain to people, like... Especially if you're walking. If you're at Moose Camp and you're walking from camp, you know, there's not a lot of room to facilitate yeah. more than, like, mm-hmm. three or four guys, right? And if, if you're at deer oh, camp... Three or can, four? Like, two? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, hunting yeah, yeah. pairs. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But at deer camp, it's like, fuck, there might be ten people staying in our cabin. But everybody has trucks, and we're driving, you know, 15, 20 miles. Oh, we didn't ever out. drive trucks. We always walked away from our camp, but fuck, we, there we could had be like go- six or eight guys there. And, like, we had tree stands set up for fucking days. When, when and even was- if it was like somebody showed up, we'd be like, I'm taking the prime fucking stand. Yeah. With a good so, wind stand. So, but I'll send you down to the shitty wind stand <laughs> so because you're here. Where, you know? where, where our camp was when I was younger, the whole road, it was like a seven or eight mile long road. It was a dead end. And it was uh, both sides of the road were timber comp- company. Mm-hmm. It was all public. You could go anywhere you wanted. 
And so you could walk from camp, and, and two or three people would do that, and that was mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah. Because it was wide open. As far as you wanted to fucking walk, you could go hunt. Yeah. And a lot of land. Now, uh, as of you know, probably 10 years ago, the timber company got smart, and they started leasing out all of those into 40-acre chunks. So now, leaving from camp, we only, you know we had four acres there where the cabin was. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to hunt anything other than where Grandpa hunted, right? Because gotcha. because fucking the the land right next to you gone. was leased, you yeah. know, so you couldn't do it. But we we always drove, you know, ten miles, fifteen miles, something like that, to where to where we hunted, which wasn't a big deal. That's nothing it's in the morning. Nothing for like up compared like to what we do up here. Like, where I was, there was maybe. I mean, I could go all the way. My parents' house is two miles away from where our camp is, on a, like a four wheeler trail ish road ish kind right. of something. situation. So. I mean, in the prime, there was, fuck, 12 stands, maybe, that you could go to. And maybe out of the 12 stands, three of them you wanted to take a four-wheeler to. The other ones, you could all walk to them. Yeah. Just like Cruz, walking in the morning, get up. Everybody get up at like 4.30 or whatever, and coffee goes on. and We never never did four-wheelers. We never did... Heavy breakfast in the morning. There was never like bacon. Everybody's wool clothes hung out on the porch yes. outside. They stayed outside all night, kind of thing. And yeah. um, you'd have like oatmeal yep. and coffee, just something real and quick. Then take off, go and hunt, and then when you come back in the morning, like everything still stays outside. Like I would never even bring my rifle inside. Well, it that's just, a like, big mistake. Hang that off make. the deck outside all all the hunting season, and when it I should. Was you bring it inside, there. it creates condensation. Right. You take well, it back you can out bring it inside and like clean the whole thing and like warm it up and like give it a once over and clean it and everything. But I'm a big once you shoot it, it stays outside. It stays in the hunting grounds. Yeah. No, I, I like um, keeping it outside because you ain't gonna have any problems with it freezing up and doing all sorts of weird r- shit. Right. Um. But yeah, there was never any. Jesus, man. There's just like. I don't know. I don't it's really think so about it too much until we just started talking about we it. Fucking well, it's so about amazing. It's so different to me. Like when I I was <clears throat> went to Michigan to, with one. I'm of the fucking. Outdoor I'm getting on the plane tonight. Was it one thirty? One thirty is the last flight out of here, right? Back at the day, it, <laughs> if I had your schedule, I'd already be on the plane. Jesus, I don't you know, do it. Leave somebody's house half finished and fucking take <laughs> off for two weeks. <laughs> See you later. We. uh... Yeah, I went to Michigan to do that like ATV test for outdoor life with one of the editors at the time, and I'd you know never been to that part of the country and just driving around and you know we did a little bit of turkey hunting and but he just he just the lay of the land is just different. He's like he's like see that patch of woods is like there's deer that live their entire lives like right there, yeah, and over here where it's. Like you know, you go, up here, all the animals are moving. You try to you try to so explain to someone because they'd eat themselves out of house yeah. and home. You try to so different. Well, you yeah. try to ex- so you try to explain yeah. someone why, like, no, sorry, we don't have room in our moose camp for you because there ain't in this no room. camp. There's no like we're hunting together. We're hunting from one spot. You can't exactly mm-hmm. like even walk like, around. You're not trying to you be can an hear, asshole. You can hear you're someone like, call, you just, know, you can hear a guy calling from two, three miles away. Yeah. Oh, Whereas yeah. like a, so a deer camp, it's like if somebody wanted to come, usually like, yeah, yeah we always, we always yeah. Had, you know, usually had like another you know, random guy that came up with it. We're like, yeah, we got a spot for yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, it's problem. it's just a totally different thing and different dynamics. So like you can't, 
you just can't get that same kind of experience. Like, you know, well, and, you can have a hell of a good time, but yeah. it's just different. Oh, fuck yeah. No doubt about it. And in, in that Great Lakes area in particular, there's so many nut trees, like oak trees and walnut trees and all these different trees. There's there's so many more animals per square mile. Is there? Do you have beech trees in beech, not northern? In, well, in yeah. upper Michigan, I don't know about northern yeah. Michigan. I'm sure the same thing. Yeah, I mean, lower Michigan, there's less pines overall, so there's a lot more nut trees. But as do you, you have north, beech? You have beech oh, yeah. trees? Yeah, there's yeah, certainly beech in upper. Beech are fucking awesome. Bears love those fucking yeah. trees. Black but, bears love oh, beech yeah. nuts. Holy shit! But turkeys, like, acorns, <clears throat> walnuts. Yeah probably all kinds of other stuff i can't even remember but there's just like so much food on the ground for turkeys and deer and all this stuff that like yeah. you could be on a 40 acre farm and have 10 dudes hunting and like everybody's got opportunities just so different <clears throat> up here pretty much the norm back there is you know 40 80 acres something like that and you have a handful of people hunting it and everybody's in a good spot and that's that you know oh yeah plus you can Jesus go hunting like for the afternoon like up here, well, I mean, like yeah, well, but there's other people, obviously, because it's all state land, and we never posted our land, our ten acres that we yeah. had where the camp was. But there's no fucking deer where our camp was. You had to move. Yeah. We, n- I never. <laughs> so, <laughs> think about that. I never. I don't think anyone has ever shot a deer on our ten acres when we were gr- never when we were growing up. We would go to deer camp, and we'd get there, you know, Friday sometime. We, everybody would usually take off Friday, and we'd get there, mm-hmm. like, noon, one, whatever. And then season open on Saturday. But while we were at the cabin at night, the blinds would be closed, and he, we had these, like, th- th- this cap. It, it's going to sound way more immaculate than it is, but it was a nice cabin, but it had, like, huge windows on the one side that oh. were, like, full length. It's the same shit. Yep. So <laughs> he, he would, it yeah, it was just... Yeah. A, it wasn't anything fancy, but they were there, and so we would close the blinds, and we would uh, put a old VHS video recorder on a tripod out the window, and, mm-hmm. and close the blinds around it, and then we would have, uh, you know, like we you could bait legally, and then we had a motion light on the uh, on the, where the bait was, mm-hmm. that when a deer came in, the light would turn on, and the camera ran all night. So it would video camera, it, so you could, but it could see when the light came on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, you know, so a deer came in, you could see it, whatever. And we'd wake up in the morning, and we would put that VHS in the frickin' VCR, and mm-hmm. we would run it on fast forward, and we'd watch all <laughs> everything <laughs> that came in. Stop awesome. it! Look, you know, somewhere he's like giant bucks, like right by the cabin. Graham, we never killed any of them, yeah. but like you know, middle of the night while we're sleeping, fucking oh, twenty yards shit. away, fucking big buck would come in, fucking eat. But in the morning, we we would. Fast forward, watch that you know several you know eight hour nine hour video or like more. You're watching on fast for forward. Bigfoot, like. Yeah, <laughs> so funny though. No, that shit. was just one of those things. Yeah, in the morning we somebody would be making coffee and whatever, and then the other person would just be in the VHS. Fuck, fast forward, and then as soon as I seen one big buck on there, everybody would gravitate towards the TV. And nobody would be doing anything else. Right. You know? <laughs> like, no breakfast, no coffee, no fucking up. Everybody's like, holy shit, where am I going to fucking like yeah. punch everybody? So and like, I'm funny. going that to this stand. Oh, There's so deer watching, At least they walking by the kitchen raking window. raking outside. The- oh, right. Yeah. So Tyler, we up, got, up, when, I was, when I was probably 10, 10, 11 years old, something like that, we got, it was before there was even cameras. There was a, you put a reflector on this Trail tree, timers. And it was like this little machine and it 
send a little beam across, and every time the beam breaks, it's just like one animal unit or whatever. Yeah, one unit. It doesn't back. matter. Whatever. Yeah, a limb could fall back. across and do the same yeah. thing, but there was no such thing as trail cameras. Well, it was. Yeah, it was a sensor. Told you if exactly came by or something and happened. We, my dad was like, got one of those things, and we put it up. And it was just like, we put it up, and we're always like, oh, Jesus, there's, like, so much activity here. There's always deer tracks and everything. You go down there and, like, pull the thing off and, like, look and see how many. I wish I could remember what it says. They're, like, it's not units. It's it's something. I don't Whatever it is. But we're, like, there's, like, 400 breaks in the sensor yeah. over the course of, like, two days. Jeez. We're, like, Jesus, we've been down here hunting for, like, five days. It's ridiculous. We see a goddamn thing, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was really cool to, that before there was even a trail camera, we had those things. When yeah. I started and then bear, all when sudden, I started bear baiting as a trail timer. Well, whatever. When, it, when, we first had, when they first started having cameras. Sensor. 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 When they first started having cameras. Where I was, there was no one-hour photo lab. Okay, no, you have, yeah, wait, well, you have to wait so, for like two fucking yeah. I've got a weeks story about to this. get your pictures back. So, and you're like, well, what good does this do? Me? We you would, know, but everybody's like super excited. They're like, oh, we got pictures of deer. There's there was like, like we a, got a whole roll of film spent in this camera, the, dude. Those fucking cameras that had the film in it were the biggest disappointment ever. Oh, God, because damn. we would drive like an hour and a half to go get it developed a one-hour yeah. photo. It, there was a one-hour photo, like close, not close, but cool. close one enough. One hour away. Yeah, yeah. Where I was, there was not <laughs> yeah. even any right. such so thing. We drive those fuckers there, go do something for an hour, and Our come pictures, back. Like, what like, the fuck? There's nothing. It's all bullshit. Well, because my, anything that tripped flying it, squirrels, and, and, and then <laughs> every awesome. once in a while you get like a nice photo. Be like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's like. The, we the got all of, of our pictures after did. deer season. My uncle, Jerry, said he said stories of the first like time he got an actual trail camera, you know, with film and mm-hmm. set it so up on different. his. I, I have one. I think it was on his bear bait. I have one. It's got actually a film camera. Come, oh yeah, yeah. Oh this yeah. Story you know, sets it up on his bear bait and comes back and oh, it's been hit. You know, take it to the store, get it developed. And it's a dude's bare ass. <laughs> oh yeah, the camera. <laughs> so he's like, "Fuck you, Jerry." <laughs> That's, oh, funny. that's funny. Yeah, those cameras, man, they caused more fucking just mm-hmm. like just like inconvenience than anything. Because oh, but we the were so, new like, ones are fucking amazing. Oh, yes, but like it, the the folks that have never had to deal with the thirty five millimeter bullshit, oh. they don't even know. <laughs> no what, clue. They don't even fucking yeah. realize. I mean, I when I we was go to kid, a camera now, we throw it in the thing, we look at it right away, like, like oh, fuck, ain't hunting here today. Well, in spots, right? where you, spots where you use them, it just sends yeah. them right to your phone. Oh, that's Where too. you can't use them, you can't right. anymore up here. But. but back there, like, we would go in there, we'd have to carefully take the film out, put it in the canister, put a new one in, right? Mm-hmm. Make oh, sure yeah. the batteries are good, too, because oh, those batteries shit. back then weren't the same either. Fuck uh-huh. no. And then you had to walk back to your truck, and then you had to make the decision. Do I, do I want to know what's on go. this camera, mm-hmm. or do I, do I not care? And then most of the time you wanted to know, so you'd fucking drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. One hour photo, so it's hour drive, hour for photo, hour back. There goes three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then most of the time the photos were shit. Yeah. So. Squirrels. And it's blurry. It looks like <laughs> it could be a buck, but it might be a squirrel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, they man. did help, though, and they, uh, you know, 
whoever invented those particular cameras did a good thing because the technology is advanced and now they're fantastic. Wow, oh, yeah. fucking believable. Just, like 20 yeah. of them linked together, <laughs> like nuts. texting to your phone or whatever. Obviously, we can't do that here, but, yeah. you know, anywhere else, they're... Friend of mine, I met him. It's just like your phone is fucking just like blowing up sideways. Friend from Michigan came down to Kodiak, and he was hunting on a he went on a different uh, hunt or whatever. But we met up beforehand, and his phone just kept going off. He's like, "Fuck! Look at this buck! Look at this buck! Look at this buck!" I'm like, "What do you you know? They're they're just coming trail cam." Yeah, it's like real time. You know? Oh, picture. All right, cool. Oh, a few years ago when it was legit, when it was legal. A few years ago. I was always like, oh, fuck, maybe these guys will need help or whatever when you. Yeah. Fuck, my phone would just be like, all night long. I wake up to like 80, 100, 100 fucking some text. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, this is unreal. Just all the animals going by your camera? Mm hmm. Bears, yeah. Oh yeah, no, because yeah. we could. Yeah, they're there until bear. was a year before last that, that you could use them for a little while. Yeah, yeah. You could use and them now you until... can't. You can't do it anymore. Yeah, um, man, that but, just that makes it pretty. I mean, convenient, but also like sitting in your house, be like, oh, there's one now. I guess I'll head down river. And, yeah, and it's not that yeah, simple. It, well, exactly. That's why it doesn't help you at all. Is oh, what really? it comes down no. to. I unless, mean, unless it, well, it's really for, close for grizzly, river. well, yeah, for grizzly, for grizzlies, it helped in the way that you had a chance. Now all I can do is just. We need two more. There. Two more beers. Two, no, two, line them up. Keep going. Well, <laughs> what do you what do you think I am? <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, like what it would do is. With grizzlies, all I can do now is just check as often as I can and hope that when I check, a bear has been in there the night before. Where I, where I hunt for grizzly bears, they pretty much only will come in two night. They'll find it one night, usually come in the next night, and then they're gone. Oh, crazy! So like you got to time it right. You got to timing is everything. Well, timing and have the timing and the wind conditions and. Yeah, everything all the freaking all the stars align yeah um and the cameras did give an advantage as to where you could be like you know you just had to be ready to go and be like all right well a bear showed up last night so i got to go hunt tonight and there's a pretty good chance they'll try to come in tonight it's it it's never like you like yeah. oh there's a bear there i can go kill it it just it doesn't work like that the, yeah the the this is worth being said the cool thing about where th- that bait is is that you would never get a photo and then be able to go there right away oh you and, couldn't and it would... no 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 yeah. so you're it it's it's not it it it's definitely not it's it pretty much follows the same guidelines as the same day airborne, airborne yeah you're like, hunting you were, you were, the next day like yeah. 24 hours later actually yeah because yeah. you're gonna get a photo at you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. You're not going there then. Yeah. You're not going there till the next night. And even at if, that time. And even well, and even if you know, like some of them grizzly bears do come in at three o'clock in the morning, they're probably usually don't come in. Like a lot of times, they won't come in till three o'clock the next morning. Right. Yeah. It's, so, what I'm getting at is, it yes, it it 
it told you what was going on, but moreover than anything, it, it was just like practical. Like yeah. the amount oh, of, yeah. so the first couple of years that we hunted together up mm-hmm. there, like we fuck we were going a lot to check oh, cameras. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And same success, whatever. It like that didn't change. Yeah. And just it just saved you gas time See, and gas yeah. money. Um be you know, it's a fucking long drive and it's a long boat ride, it's a long everything. Yep. But you weren't doing anything that is not Yeah, you're them. doing all the same stuff to accomplish. No, the task I think I think day. it should be legal for bear baits. May, the the way the way that they just said you can't use them anymore was horseshit because you can use a plane to do everything except for look for sheep during sheep season. Yep. And then you have to wait till three AM. So What's the, like? It's not like you're well, you getting can, a and photo. And you can use phone, radio, communication until three a.m. the next day. At right. least so, if if they would have left it at, all right, you can use these, but you can't shoot a bear until three a.m. the day after you get a picture of it. Right, and that's what okay. I'm getting oh, at. Totally, is like yeah. all, you know. all all the photos that came on that camera, you were never able to get there then. Like no. the, cl- the like the, you like, could actually it, fucking it, get there by right. three a.m. the that, next day well, anyhow, and it would be worthwhile. That's what I'm yeah. getting at. It's like if you got a photo at I just nine, stepped in and I know exactly yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you got a if you got a photo at nine p.m., you couldn't even be there till three a.m. No, no, <laughs> exactly. So it's like these bears oh, aren't yeah. like walking around town and they're like, oh fuck, shoot me. Oh yeah. No, I mean it takes like from the house to theirs like six hours. If you're ready, exactly. If you're ready, if, if you're yeah. fucking ready, you, yeah. and you're like, like oh, right. my kid hasn't shit. His See you pants. later. <laughs> like yeah. any of this yeah. difference. I haven't shit my pants. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you're not you, it's like nothing. Yeah. You you weren't. I'm 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 imagining like uh, from Bear the, from the standpoint of me being hard. 20 years old yeah. in the Midwest. Like if you had that shit going on in your back 40 or whatever, and you're just like, oh shit, there's a deer there now. I'm gonna go run outside and catch it while it's on to the next thing. It would yeah. never deer's but, gone. Instantly. Yeah, Alaska, it's a whole different. You slam your back door and you're like, fuck, deer's gone. <laughs> oh, that yeah. being yeah. said, I'm not I'm not like. I'm not saying that there's not places where <laughs> you could get a picture and go shoot it in five oh, minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there, you know, people are going to abuse it. What, for what sure. percentage is that, though? Well, one probably it's pretty friggin'. First slim. of all, most of Alaska oh, yeah. doesn't have cell service. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, the places that do have cell service probably don't have a lot of bears. Mm-hmm. Third of all, the places that have cell service and a lot of bears are probably hard to get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like maybe less than one yeah. percent. But but all it takes is one bad apple to ruin mm-hmm. everything, which and that's probably obviously happened. What happened. Yeah. Well, I heard I. So ru- why is rumor was on that. that. <laughs> yeah, Again. I mean, right? <clears throat> so I yeah I don't know. It's silly. I think it should be. I think it should be legal for bear baiting. I mean, it never. And I can. It, it certainly did. Get, it certainly did help. You know, I don't think it gave an unfair advantage. I don't think it gave an unfair advantage, and I don't think it helped anything at all. Because okay, and, I, and the reason why is because if you couldn't do it, you'd be go checking bait just like you always did, and you'd still be killing bears. Yeah, be the same mm-hmm. thing. It, like, but you would just honestly, what it would do is save you money. Yeah, and and still have the same like percentage of actually killing that bear just because you got a photo of it doesn't mean you're going to fucking kill it or see it yeah it might be gone right mm-hmm. but it, it does it does allow you to be a little bit more you know i guess prudent with your money 
And yeah, yeah. when you're talking you well, know, a couple hour drive and the amount of rip, boats on the river it, and all that kind of it's, stuff. It's it's a double edged sword, but I will say that in the long run it, it gave you no advantage other than the fact that you didn't have to go spend money unnecessarily. And I yeah. think that's very important and it's it's a factor that should be considered. But if you got a picture at eight PM tonight of a of a bear, you're not going back fucking tonight you're going no. there tonight you're going there tomorrow night and that yeah. bear could be 25 miles away yeah, a lot of times it would time. be yeah especially yeah. a grizzly bear yeah you know so, a lot of time you spend a lot of freaking fruitless nights in the stand yeah but, but no yeah that's that's it did yeah just i spend more money on gas and more freaking days just the, like the, and a lot this, of people don't realize if you're not you know if you don't do this stuff all the all the time it's, it's like, a lot of work you're spending i mean dude think, you're fucking God running ragged gas. oh i yeah. know oh, yeah. very well you're, on I'm, top of spending money you're spending fucking years of your life just, in the future <laughs> yeah. of fucking staying up all night yeah. just like uh, nothing <laughs> fuck yeah gotta go home i mean eating gas station shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. monsters and gas yeah, station exactly. food <laughs> And having that photo is not it's not going to up your chances of shooting that animal. Things still have to go right, but it's gonna it's gonna be a better use of your time knowing like okay, at least you have a chance. You right. know, it's worth sitting. Whereas so many times you but, drive up, like check, oh yeah, bait's all gone now, or but shit, with, nothing's with, like how it is with without it. You can't use it. It's just like okay, it's just one of those deals where you know every couple of days I gotta go check, gotta go check, gotta go check. But that's like fucking years of your life gone and yeah and i do that you know mm-hmm. i'm going two two times a week well, driving long, i always find that ways. like by the time spring bear baiting comes around <laughs> i've like gone into the winter and i'm like oh i can sleep in a little bit or whatever and i like going to bed early sleeping late you know like getting into like hibernation mode and then spring bear baiting comes around and i'm like Ping! it just zaps you into being like Okay, now I'm awake all night, all summer. <laughs> yeah. It seriously does. It like jumps you into like being into that summer mode. Yeah. If you want to be <clears throat> successful, yes, you must be very active with what you're doing, and you you, you shouldn't let stuff sit for weeks and and whatever. Like, yes, yeah. you have well, to. We, be on we know that. Like, oh yeah. yeah. It it there, there's a reason why we shoot bears every year, and it's because we're we're pretty persistent. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just lackadaisical go about it. Yes, you can, and maybe you'll have some no. success. Yeah. But if you want that success year in, year out, take some freaking work. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and you're going to suffer some freaking sleep deprivation because like of it. It's like a set line for bourbon. You just got to be on it, like, checking yeah. it all the time and shit. Right? Except that's like, like 20 bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Holy fuck. Yeah. It's way different than that. I don't carry 50 pounds of chicken liver into a bourbon set, and I don't yeah. have to fucking <laughs> drive four hours to check a bourbon set. It's a little bit different. The yeah. <laughs> but just like the frequency of oh, yeah, doing you it. You have yeah. to be You can't just like set shit. it and come back a month no, later. Like, yeah. Well, this year... I'm, you can freaking, be. I mean... It's like, you know, when you, you go it, and trying to run, you know... These baits the and then shit the baits we, we got do down river. They're hard. They're hard. It's like oh, it was freaking. Well, and this was a weird year. Like I just kept getting fucking cleaned out. Like the grizzlies, like like never before. You know, like yeah. just dirt, like a hole in the ground left when I get back there. I dump some more food and hope for the. You know, finally it ended up. I got. I had enough days in my schedule to where I could like go up there, dump bait, hunt a night. 
And just the bears were doing weird stuff. Did you year. shoot the muzzleloader bear on the lower or the upper? On the upper. Oh. And uh, it's it's easy when you're going up because the anticipation, you're like, all right, maybe there'll be something. And you get in there, yeah. all right, there's, I know there's been bears in here. And then at the back end of a fucking 14-hour sit at th- 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock Half, in the morning, you're yeah. like, I got to get in the boat and, and drive then, all, so, all the way back. Right, so think all about, like, the way home. Exactly. Right, so think about it. 14-hour sit. Add in your freaking boat time to get there. Add in your drive time oh, to get there. Add in your time, hours, to, yeah. add in your time to get ready. Like, you not, you don't sleep. All, That's what I'm talking about. terrible. Like, all of a sudden, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm prepped up for summer now. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I can stay up all night. It's terrible. doesn't even matter. I, <clears throat> but I do love it. <laughs> Oh, I do too, man. It was. I don't mind it. You sleep and then it's you like if a bear comes in like that uh, grizzly I shot this year with a muzzleloader came at like eleven thirty. I'm like, all right, an early one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Still and, morning. And then you get them all freaking scun no, out. No, eleven thirty p.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. You it's, get them all. Not, still, it's still like, morning. It's not yeah, even dark time. It's still morning. <laughs> exactly. Good point. It's like, not tomorrow. I just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, no, before midnight, and then, yeah, freaking, then you shoot them. That's then, why it's nice to go where we go, where we go and shoot bears. That wow, like, was fun. Let's just we, go, put base down, and fucking kill bears. We didn't have a lot of, uh, like, long sits this year. Our stuff was, yeah. like, it was, I, we still hunted a lot and spent the same amount of time doing it, but we didn't have, like, those long, like, 10-hour Plus, it's like and I'm a big fan of. Oh, like I had a few yeah. of them dealing with. That. We had like Steph shot a grizzly within three hours of sitting down, and then I shot a black bear while that was going on, and then fuck the yeah we, we I I just after that I didn't even care about a black bear anymore on those baits. So the I would black just bears all sick, yeah. you know. Like, like black... I, I want to you know give me something to do next year. I was kind of waiting for a grizzly yeah. to come there and. Well, like in a lot of those black bears, I mean, pretty much a lot of times after midnight, like a dot action dies down, so you're not, you know, you're sitting for five hours or so. Yeah. But it's those fucking grizzlies. Yeah, Cause two, they'll, three. You know, it's like, all right, sometimes they'll come in at, you know, nine, 10, 30, 9, 9, yeah. 9, 30, 10 o'clock, 11, but, 30. But then just as often, like you can't get out of stand because then they're guaranteed going to come in at 2, 30 or 3 o'clock at 4 o'clock or 4, 30 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. If they're on your camera... The day prior, you need to sit until you can't fucking handle it anymore. Is yeah. what, you know what I mean? And yeah. we do that, and that's why it happens the way it does. Yeah. That's why you're shooting bears at 2 or 3 in the morning. It's because you're starting at 6 or 7, Yeah. and you're just fucking The amount of time that they're awake is like, their oh, life is this big, and the amount of time they're awake in that lifespan is that big. Yeah. That's what's crazy about it. And you have to be, like, ready for them while that tiny little slice of their awake life while they're not hibernating not you know doing all this shit yeah over so their course of their life it's like depending on where they're at depending on where they're at like a, a true grizzly of, it's like six seven months maybe in some areas eight that they're actually awake per year well think about it so a 15 so year eight, old we'll say, bear we'll is awake for seven years of its exactly, life exactly exactly well that's just fuck. the time it's not sleeping at night well, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and that exactly. Or whatever time it is. So you sleeps. half that again. Yeah. And you're talking about three and a half fucking years of that bear's life that is actually like mobile. Yeah. Spe- <clears throat> uh, we're, we're talking interior, like northern interior yeah. bears. Yeah. yeah they're they're not crazy, fucking man. awake very much when you think uh, it's about fucking it. Fucking nuts. Dude, yeah, it was. It's. 
Yeah. Crazy. That uh, was fun, fun this year, shit. man. Oh, oh like I. God. Yeah, you guys we're already won't like ice fishing hasn't even started for real yet, and we're already like fucking spring bear bait. No, because what like that? Bears. But that night, like that was freaking cool. That night, you because you were in bed, I think, and then you were like, I the wind was just fucking howling or something like that. I was, I was checking my messages pretty constantly, but you, and then you're something. I'm like, yeah, something's gonna. Like the wind started to die down, or it was slowly dying down, and then you were like signed off for the night. And then that sow came in, and I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna let you have it." Yeah, we were going and, back and forth, and I was just like, ah, "I don't know, man. I gotta go to bed. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done with this shit." <laughs> oh, and then that sow came in, and I was I was ready to let her have it, and she was just spooky. She knew something was not. Right, yeah. and freaking took off, and then not. You too thought long. your chances were gone. After I was that, like, I guarantee it. Fuck? Yeah, because that just you know with those grizzly bears over bait, man, the chant. Chances you don't get very multiple. many good chances. Yeah, and especially not multiple bears in a night. You know, over the years that I've done it, like it's usually takes me a more than a month to get a shot opportunity. Jeez, of checking baits and sitting and. You know, sometimes you get lucky early, sometimes you don't. But no, and then that freaking thing, I just like heard of something and turned over and seen him like sticking his nose up in the air, and he could, he was directly it wasn't down long after that. So no, no, know. not very yeah. long. But he was with her. Yeah, he came in and <clears throat> shot him, and he freaking well. <laughs> he's sitting There's, there. Well, I was looking at the skull after I got the skull back. I'm looking. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't. Because he, he was like facing me, came in from around behind the bait and was like, "You want to shoot him over. in the head?" I was like holding the bead right on his head. Between, I was like, the little voice, like, "Just pull the trigger." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you know. You look at the skull. Really, I mean, their brains only like that wide, like yeah. three, four, three and a half inches wide. Anyway, um, that was he the like all of a sudden he you know and I muzzle you know, could, could, oh, a that's muzzle right. yeah, loader, yeah, yeah. yeah could <clears> read him you know just. Basically just held ready to shoot, and as soon as he turned to leave, I let him have it and ran off and gave him a little bit, and that was the last sit of the year, so I, like, took down the stands and cleaned the shit out, and there wasn't really any bait left anyway. But uh, then went and found him and skun him out and came out, man. It was freaking... You gave him the old what for? The give, old give him the old what for, Davey. Give him the old 50 caliber. Fuck that. you. <laughs> Imagine catching a meat full of them hooks, man. Or a mitt full. Yeah, a mitt full of them meat hooks. You wouldn't worry much that's about That's as big as my it. finger. <laughs> that's bigger than my I'll finger, probably. That, that claw. Right. <laughs> what are you trying to do, bud? You lose that's your koozie. Is that what you need? I was hoping to have one. I mean, shit. That's gnarly. There's tons of them. Don't worry about it, man. Just sit yourself down and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these right here. You boys don't have to go far. No, no. Next fine. I'm on a mission over here, boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody brought... Everybody brought... If you drank these instead of them, you'd be at the same pace. No, we're probably equal. You know? We're probably well, I got about... probably equal. <laughs> Six to three. You guys each brought 12 three packs, and I've ass. got 13 left. Yeah. 
I just opened my second beer over here, I think. I know, man. You got to catch up. <laughs> it's full of shit, by the way. <laughs> I would say mustard, but yeah. <laughs> I would say catch up. <laughs> yeah, so are we getting you excited about bear hunting? Sorry, we kind of gravitate yeah, towards this stuff. I, mm-hmm. I've been dreaming about pulling home a black bear, at least, if not something else, for since I've lived here. Just haven't even... I get a bear tag every year, and have it in my pocket while i'm doing other shit but never like said i'm gonna go bear hunting and i guess that's what it takes to actually go out and get a so you have a boat no my buddy my good buddy has a boat to see bear hunt nope but well so you have access to a boat can you borrow his boat you have access to a boat I can maybe maybe borrow his boat i thought you used your road sign to fix his boat no, it was the state no, it was road sign. Yeah. It was one of those orange ones. The ro- yeah, the road sign came off the road. Uh, that was that's all of ours. Yeah, and it was a stop sign. Yeah. <laughs> like, we had to solder up all the bullet holes. All of your tax money went to that yeah. fix on the boat. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> no, his dad has a has a wonderful picking yard of just like all kinds of sweet materials and stuff. So we pulled we pulled it out of the woods, cut the front off, and then just like. Uh, he's also an excellent welder and fabricator and I do like some, you know, I build shit. So the two of us together got that boat put back together and then he kept tinkering on it and getting the motor running. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, I don't have my own, but I could probably get him into. The cool thing about black bears, probably the, probably one of the easier or if not easiest animal, especially if you live in Alaska to harvest every year. Yeah. yeah, but if just, you're willing just, to work at it, it, it you, like what's it been going on work. for the last 45 minutes, yeah, it takes work. Totally. Black bear or grizzly bear work. There are spots where you could go on a walk and with a rifle shoot one, you know, yeah. and people know those places where you can go and, and go do that and pretty productive and maybe a day or two or whatever hunt or something like that. But if you want to be like up close and personal, it'll take a little bit of work, but I still feel that they're probably the easiest of all Alaska species like to shoot like annually. Like, yes, I will shoot a bear this spring. Yeah. Like you can do that. I, I, I like that idea. It's nice to have, I like the idea of just having, cause like moose, moose hunting. My first year I went out with my buddy. We rebuilt that boat. It took us like two weeks of evenings to get the boat back on track go out hunting we only get like four days to actually go hunt because we spent so much time working on the boat last night of moose hunting get a moose uh came right into our camp like right at the river just like perfect textbook scenario northern lights came out full oh moon, yeah all the everything man it was like didn't have to walk anywhere it was the first frost That's what of I'm the year program i get on right yeah it was like oh and that it was is my the program I'm on. Yeah, it was like my first time. It was my first time really hunting in Alaska, like actually like putting in some effort and like going out and doing it. And we got a moose. They're just like, oh shit, this is what that is. No problem. Now mm-hmm. I'm gonna have. And then that later that winter, I shot a caribou. It was just like, oh, this is what this is like. Now I'm just eating game meat. Yeah. And then like shit, we haven't shot a moose since then. That was like four years ago. And so now I'm, yeah, I'm looking for backups for just like filling my freezer and keeping things going and and i'd like to experience more different types Heck of things yeah, dude. and i want to get in i'd like to do more duck hunt or uh waterfowl hunting in general 
Yeah, so if you want a waterfowl hunt, you're going to sacrifice moose hunting time mm-hmm. for sure. And Waterfowl's some, quick here. Yeah, like is, in the interior, like right yeah. around in Fairbanks. Yeah. It's like the same time that you should it's be hunting moose. Or, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> unless you unless you live outside the Fairbanks borough, then you can spring hunt, which yeah. makes is what makes sense. But, yeah, and there are resident there. herds. Or, this ain't, this is not waterfowl. There's resident flocks, yeah, like yeah, there yeah. are flocks that hang around. Yeah. Um, yeah. and stuff like that but but you like, can't fucking like, you're not going to be shooting them out in front of the Carlson standing, on, yeah, standing <laughs> on the university bridge I didn't mean that I meant resident head. like you know if you went you know away yeah. from town I, I, I mm-hmm. ain't going to say it but I, I know that there's places where yeah. there are ducks you know until but still, October November there's December not, yeah or just like very beginning of moose season or you know very well, beginning well, duck September. tastes like shit and moose tastes awesome yeah. <laughs> well, the ducks are this fucking big. Ducks <laughs> are as big as this room. Ducks don't taste like shit, but usually they do. Um, yeah, like yeah, moose do. tastes fantastic. No, I like, agree. I I love moose. Take the best meat. cut of a duck and compare it to the worst cut of a moose, and I'm going to take the worst cut of the moose every time. <laughs> I don't know. I I've opportunistically shot a few ducks while moose hunting, which is probably you know stupid idea but after days of not seeing any fucking car blazes away yeah we just lay them i'm certainly i'm certainly being facetious yeah yeah, i I do like duck when it's cooked properly but it's not the same yeah and it's this it's like part of a meal (laughs) i'm big guy i'm on big on like focus on what i'm hunting oh totally if i'm moose hunting i'm moose hunting not duck hunting if yeah. I'm sheep hunting, I'm not caribou hunting. If I'm, you know, so on and mm-hmm. so forth down the line. But yeah. you focus on what you're doing and you're more successful than you would be if you were like, oh, well, we can just do this or do that or whatever. Yep. Totally. <clears throat> I wish I could just use a slingshot on some ducks in the little oxbows and stuff while I'm moose hunting. Yeah. <laughs> just got to make a, a bolo. loud bang. Uh-huh. I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. you could if you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't, can you harvest? I thought you could only harvest them with a shotgun. For What's the that? for waterfowl, can you do you other means. Pretty sure you, you can want? shoot them with anything you want. Is yeah, not uh, a rifle. Yeah, not, I don't think well, you can use a center fire. No, okay, well, no, but or not lead ammunition. Or bring whatever, bring bring right. one of those uh, judges, the four ten <laughs> pistols. <laughs> there you go, dude. Oh, man. I do. Ha- I have now some. I'm gonna submerge new moose hunting weapon. <laughs> the, the first time I got one, we, we had like seen these ducks by this oxbow. We walked by many times, and after multiple days of seeing no moose, I'm just like, I'm bringing my shotgun today. You bring your rifle. I'm just gonna get get some ducks. And uh, it's like, well, how are we gonna get them out of the oxbow? I'm like, well, fucking swim out there and grab them. Oh, fucking whatever, man. Yeah, exactly. But then we had some fishing gear too, so we brought a like a, yeah, a big old travel hook. <laughs> bought a big big travel hook and totally like. It was like clockwork. We like, oh well, I'll bring this, I'll bring that. We'll get. One. It was just like, yeah, right. We're like, we're actually gonna get. Like that's gonna work. And, and you go out there, and there's no ducks. Does. No, there's Otherwise. ducks. Shot a duck, first cast, <laughs> snagged that motherfucker, and dragged it right in. Nice. And just like, oh nice. yeah, duck tonight. <laughs> Dinner. You know what that reminds me cool. of is oh, uh, shit. the sandlot. What kind no. of duck was it? God, if I know, man, some hooded, a swimming around hooded dark. merganser. All oh, those tasted, are good. It tasted a lot like ocean mud. mud. Oh no, dude, this thing was delicious. I've only gotten a. I don't. They're brown. It was a I female mallard. Mallard, yeah, probably. Call. Were you? Yeah, if I mallard. had to guess, I mean, You're I don't probably have right. any idea, but You're, I bet it was a female mallard. You're That's, probably right. And the, fall delicious. during moose season. Yeah, here interior somewhere. Totally. Yeah. Were you? 
which that whole episode that reminds me, were you at the lodge when the Fox brothers came? Jeff Fox? No. Worthy Jeff? brothers? No. Worthy <laughs> brothers? It was a couple huh, guys. Michael that, J? Me and Fox. <laughs> There's a couple guys, like Are we brothers. About Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> couple brothers, like come on. They're brothers that came to the Lodge Fox hunting, which I could get. Yeah, in that I was, I you, was there. You were and me and Jordan. I didn't were have to. With them. I didn't have to deal with them. I was guy. And they like wanted, someone else. They came to like book the trip, to like primarily come hunt fox, which is freaking right up my alley, you know. Which but, is very except, odd though to spend that much money to shoot fox, except. Except Dude, think about that. Except no they booked yeah. they they booked at the time <laughs> when pre COVID, I assume. Well, it was way oh, pre COVID. Damn. What's COVID? <laughs> but uh it was COVID one. None, oh, like, none of the low tides were during the day. Oh. So that's Fox, that's Fox time is low tide. Yeah. When mm-hmm. they're down eating and stuff on the beach. So, well, in the Cape Current, it was Jordan and I had them, and the Cape Current was down to one motor, like we're waiting on a lower, lower unit parts or some shit for it, for the other motor. So we were just kind of sputzing around, and they wanted, like, dropped off one day, but we were, the fishing pole, we dropped them off, we dropped them off on Duck Cape because we figured they'd get lost anywhere else, and they... Had like and each had did. like a rifle and a <laughs> shotgun, and they brought a fishing pole <laughs> with a bobber to cat like to snag their ducks. They said. So when you picked them up at night, did they, they totally have got lost. No, they didn't have. Anything. Well, they got <laughs> <laughs> they got lost rather than killing ducks oh. <laughs> or fox. We ended up like did they uh, kill a fox? No, wait. That's fox another story. Brothers. So. Well, that later. No, it's either they did or they didn't. They they didn't. It was more to the story than like they. <laughs> they should could, have. Should have. We so we Nobody uh, ever should have. Yeah, that's what, we're, that's what I was like. They we're did cruising around and in river bay. You know, the one day in, I wasn't. A- I wasn't asking about like the like opportunity. Mm. <laughs> like, did they? <laughs> there's always an opportunity. So we're back in, in river bay. Like sitting when there's there. a guide involved, there's pretty much is, always. Is there an anything opportunity. easier than a fox on Kodiak? Well, mm, a not duck. when it's when a there's doe no deer, a doe when, deer, no a duck sitting <laughs> yeah, on the water. When there's Fall no time, low tide, yeah. when there's no low tide during the day, no, that's tough. Um, for sure. So we, you know, Skippers. cruise around glassing and glassing and small deer <laughs> fits in a yeti. Sorry, fits in a yeti bag. <laughs> well, they fit too. We're listening. Are we finished? Are We're just fucking with you in my backpack. <laughs> So we you know, me finally out. talked him into shooting some ducks. You know, I'm like, come on, guys, like let's let's have fun. We're out here cruising around for the day, shot some ducks, and then spotted like a nice like three by three back in River Bay. Too big, down he didn't, eating, he didn't down want to, kelp. Too you know. big, he didn't want to shoot it. Well, cruising up and you know the whole. I think he well he had a two twenty three. I think I had my twenty five out six. But we're cruising up, and he like and I, after telling him like all right. Do not rest on the boat. Like, don't set your rifle on the boat. You know, 101 of shooting out of a boat. Like, stand. You, don't, you stand up. You have to shoot offhand so you can compensate for, like, all the weight, you know, the movement. First thing he does, down on the bow of the boat. Fucking retard. Not smart. So, you I'm like, all right. Bolt and you're like, eject the shell out. We or keep- hit the motor. <laughs> hit the motor ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> well, we keep, we keep coming, getting, and we're, like, you know, 150 yards away. Try to shoot yet? No, he has no idea we're here. 
we're just like drifting in. Should I shoot yet? No. Like finally we get like, you know, 70 yards. But he's still resting on the boat. Yeah. And you told him not to? Yeah, I'd given up on this at this point. But like, all right, if you're comfortable, go ahead and shoot him, you know. Once the engine's killed, it takes a long time to fucking drift. Yeah, to drift that far. When you're, the boat's like moving with tide. Yeah, yeah. Then incoming tide. And you're still moving. And you're still, well, you're still moving, but it's like the engine's killed and everything is like. It's slow and motion. The, at the that deer point had done. no idea we were there, <clears throat> and finally, boom! Shot him in the guts. Thing takes off running, so I shot him too, and we're going up to get him. And you know, they weren't like they had deer tags, but they weren't like that. They were trying to hunt fox, but I'm like, we're like trying to create like fun stuff to keep everybody happy. You well, know? That's what I'd want. And uh, I'm maybe book well, a, maybe book a fox hunt there. It'd be cheaper to shoot deer then. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, but I'm pretty sure it was well. It was the fully guided like everyday rate. Fully we guided were, fox hunt. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trophy anyway, fee on a deer is two hundred dollars. Is we we come I'll, up to the beach? I'll take three. <laughs> we come up to the beach, and I'm like, all right, do not grab that thing by the antlers because it's December. Like, don't grab him by the antlers. First thing he does, run up there, grab him by the antler. Pop! One fall off. And that was the rest of that. Anyway, so I'm like, all right, well, so we went back to that beach kind of to the right of Rocky Bay. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. These are all just, like, not real names of the places. I was uh, on um, a... well that aware. one beach with the sign <laughs> that of one it. on the right, that's Billy's Bay. Billy's Bay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if, if they're not real names. <laughs> well, you know where I'm talking about, oh, though, Oh, I right? know exactly. All right, so <clears throat> that one nice beach, well, there's a lot of fox activity around, so we mm-hmm. went, gutted the deer on that beach, kind of left the guts on the tide line, covered them with rocks, and backed up, and we just waited there. Like We came back that for the last hour and a half of light, and... Waited, waited, and sure enough, the silver fox comes out down there to the gut. I'm like, all right, Jordan, you. So he kicks it, kicks it in gear just to get us moving towards the beach. I'm like, all right, we're going to drift, drift into the beach, and that fox should not know we're here and shoot him. And I'm like, all right, when we go out of, you know, go out of the cabin, you got to be quiet. And they're like, like sneaking. I'm like, guys, just as long as you're quiet, just walk to the front of the boat. Yeah. And they thought they were hunting Larry's Lagoon. Yeah, and there you got to be very sneaky. Very quiet. Bob's Beach. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can make all the noise it's you the want. the same thing, man. Well, anyway, we're getting closer. And one of them had a rifle and one of them had a shotgun. And the dude with a shotgun cut loose at like 100 yards. With the oh. shotgun? Yeah, of course the fox <laughs> gone. Never never to be seen again. <laughs> Sounds like 12-year-old me. He tried to cork his friend. <laughs> I'm like, that fo- I'm, like, yeah. I'm like the fox is not like we'll just drift right up to the right up to the water's edge there, you know, get a nice easy shot at him. But sorry, that was like a major digression. It was oh. just fine. The but fox the fishing brothers. the fishing pole reminded me because that brothers. yeah, and if anybody wants a cheap deer hunt on Kodiak, book a <laughs> fox hunt. <Yeah. laughs> oh jeez, no. Did we skip serious. over? Did we skip over any archery related questions you had? Oh man, I feel like we covered. Now we're gonna put you on the like major on the point. Maybe I need you know one thing that would be nice to know. Get you some nice shit about arrows. So what's up with the arrows? Well, arrows are gonna kind of be a function of 
what bow you choose. So, and I'm not talking trad or compound. I'm talking whatever trad bow you decide on, or whatever compound you decide on. Um, your draw length and your poundage of that that bow is going to dictate like what arrows to buy, and then what length to cut them, and all that stuff. So. Th- that's another plus by going to the shop and just having it done and everything done correctly. Um, if you're doing it yourself and you have somebody next to you that knows what they're doing, you know, you can, you know, with the trad bow, you can shoot them. Like I, when I come here by Tyler, it's way more involved with a traditional bow, like tuning your arrows. And, and stuff I too. feel it's actually easier with a trad. Oh bow. yeah. I feel it's easier with a trad bow than it is with a compound to tune those arrows because when I come here and I shoot my trad bow full length arrows, we just cut, cut, cut. Like you know, they're 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 hitting the the bag target, you know, coming out at a you know left angle or you know so whatever they're coming out of the bag to the left, coming out straight or coming out right. And Tyler knows either trim, 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 trim until they hit straight is what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. For me, you just stood right it's, behind me. Yeah, and oh, there, me, it's watch it, me. And to the me, process is simple. Yeah. The, yeah. the process is more simple. If hands down, simpler in my mm-hmm. opinion. With a compound, is that you know typical for you to just like stand behind or whoever well, uh, to yeah. stand behind if, the if person? You're, and if like you're just shooting, watch the arrow. I think yeah. if you're just, you can shoot it through paper. You can do it's the same thing. But if you're you shooting know? straight yeah. at a target, you want that arrow to hit straight. So yeah, it, usually they're gonna be you know coming in from the left, and so you just yeah. cut, cut, well, cut like, a little bit. What, and straight. what we mean by tuning by tuning these arrows is. An arrow will be rated for a certain stiffness level, and that's like just in the stiffness they're rated for is just the stiffness of a certain segment of that arrow. It's just yeah. like a number rating, like, like you know, a, a per, 340 or a 300, or like the amount of deflection of a certain amount of weight on that arrow. It's just like kind of an arbitrary thing that's like standard for how they gauge the stiffness, um, and that's like static, just measured stiffness, but when you're actually shooting, especially with a traditional bow, but also with a compound, they call dynamic stiff uh, dynamic spine, spine yeah. which is dynamic stiffness of the arrow, which it's not just how stiff the shaft is. It's, it's a factor of like the amount of force being put on the arrow and how heavy the point is. So that causes that whole arrow to flex a certain amount. Totally. So, um, you know, that's where he's like, he's talking, we'll play with the length and the point weight and stuff like that. To get to, it hit To get straight. it flying, to mm-hmm. get the shaft with no feathers or veins or anything flying perfectly straight out of the bow. And and you can do the same thing with a compound. Um, you know, if you're shooting a 70-pound bow or, you know, or 60-pound bow, you know, you're probably going to want to shoot, you know, 340 spine arrows. But when you buy them, they're full length, and you don't want to shoot full length. You want to shoot basically as like close to the rest as possible, you know. So when you're at full draw, that arrow is just hanging off the rest. But depending on how much point weight you have, and how much you know, if you're shooting four vein, three vein, up, you know, up up mm-hmm. on the knock end, that that's going to determine how that arrow is going to fly. So you need to. It's a. It's one of those things where you just need to kind of like trial and error. Right. Totally. And so you might ruin one arrow in the process by trimming off this end, this end, this end, adding weight, whatever, but then you're gonna know, okay, I, I need I need my arrow to be, you know, thirty inches or twenty nine inches or twenty eight. Me personally, I shoot twenty six and a quarter inch arrows, mm-hmm. which is pretty short for a twenty eight inch draw. But I know that all the broadheads I'm shooting with the rest I'm shooting, 
that hang out over the, the edge of that rest by about a, I don't know, quarter inch. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's what's flying perfect yeah. for me. Yeah, and, and that's you, just another thing, like like yeah. a shop that's like setting you up with your bow. They'll know how to tune that bow and tune the arrows. So all that all too. that stuff would be done. They're they're gonna be cut right, and then you know when you need more arrows, you'll be like, hey, I need fucking gold tip, you know, hunters XTs. I need I need them cut twenty eight and a quarter inches length, and I need them three fletched. Blah blah blah. Done. Nice. And, yeah, and, you and, like figure out. Exactly what you need. So when you need done. more, it's like, yeah, yeah like yeah. the same Do bow the is going to be good. ahead of time and then. Right. Yeah. As opposed to going to grabbing a bow from a garage sale, going to grab some arrows from Walmart, and they're all different, and shooting them and be like, why the fuck does these two hit it fine? Can, and, like, it can give you real headaches, like having oh, yeah. bogus stuff that like they'll do yeah. weird stuff that doesn't make any sense and you can't ever fix it so right. there's nothing more frustrating than that kind of stuff yeah like you like feel it, like you're doing everything right but you're if you're okay i my thing with with bows in general is that i want to make sure that if there's a problem it's me mm-hmm. totally rule out all the other bullshit. yeah it's like so the, the bow is doing everything it needs to do and if there's a problem it's me mm-hmm and if if you can get a bow shooting perfectly, when you're shooting perfectly, when it's shooting bad, you can't throw the bow like a golf club, right? Totally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, as long as that bow is the thing that's always always consistent, then you know it's something you did. And every bad shot I've ever made on an animal has been me, not the bow. Yeah, and that's important. And, and it's, yeah no so it's you know like if you if you already have a like a ton of knowledge and like firm understanding of this stuff yeah like you can make you can get make do you can get equipment like from different you can save money on the equipment could we go to a garage sale and buy a bow tyler and i go buy a bow and be like fuck we're gonna kill someone this this year yeah damn right we could yeah but if so, i had no knowledge and tyler had no knowledge whatsoever we've never ever bow hunted never fucking nothing and went and bought a bow at a garage sale. Be like, oh, we want a bow hunt. And then went and grabbed some regular arrows and threw on some fixed blades and whatever and went to shoot. We'd be fucking struggling, I think. Yeah, yeah, slim chances at that point. Yeah, so it it does pay. I think in the long run it pays if you can if you can afford the investment to like get a bow set up. You don't even have to get. You don't even have to get like a top end bow. No, no, they just got, like a lot of those shops have you know bows on consignment that other people and they'll tune them. And but make them but good going and through that route, they can square you away on all these different factors that. So that, the, it, the, moreover than just the the fact that you're gonna have you're gonna leave a shop with a good product and stuff like that. The other thing is like most people nowadays when they're when they do something, if they're not doing it well, they don't like it. Yeah. So if you go and you get, you know, one from a garage sale, and I keep saying that, but it's uh, that's you know, like the most, you know, or Craigslist or whatever. Some, it's like it's yeah. just an analogy. So if you go and you get one from a garage sale and you start shooting and you ain't shooting it well, one, you're not having fun. Two, you're like, fuck, I'm doing something wrong, whatever this or that. But if 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 you just went to a shop and listened to what they had to say and were set up properly, you're gonna have way more fun and you're more likely to continue doing it. Oh yeah, so like yeah. It, so there's a give and take, and yes, it it it's certainly more expensive to go that route, but at the end of the day, at least you know it's not you, or it's not it's not the bow, it's you, it's, and you ju- you just have more resources at your 
disposal yeah. to help you succeed. And I guarantee you know, if you bought a bow from frickin' Screaming Eagle or uh, Full Curl, if you had any questions, you just call them. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll tell you, like, oh, yeah, it sounds like this. Oh, do this. It, it, it's, it's yeah, simple stuff. Well, it's, it's like I realize the, the older I get in life. The, How old oh, are you there, Johnny? I just turned 19. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, we are on the casting couch. Larry enticer. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm 38. Brat, uh, brat. But the older I get, you know, as, <laughs> but you were as a younger man, you're like, oh, I'll figure this out. I'm going to yeah. do it, whatever. And now the older I get, I'm watching YouTube videos on how to do everything I, I want to learn how to do. Oh, yeah. And like with woodworking, I use a lot of like over the years, I, I've I use more hand tools like hand planes and chisels yeah. and things like that. And it's not it's not because I didn't know how to use them before i just didn't know how to like maintain the gear and like keep a sharp chisel keep a sharp hand plane now when they're razor fucking sharp you just do your job and it's like oh my god that's way easier than getting a router out and setting it all up and it's the same i imagine it's the same thing with like archery equipment like once you learn all the like nuances and fine-tuning little details then like you keep your equipment sharp you don't need a bow anymore you throw a spear (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Well, then it makes you the weak link instead of your tool, which is like the, yeah. the goal of like. The cool thing is, once you have a piece of equipment that is completely set up, whether it's a rifle, bow, freaking whatever it is, once it's set up, just maintain it. Yeah, totally. And you should be yeah. fine. Exactly. And then you know, if you, yeah, and I, it, there's no like time frame when you gotta like wait till this certain point to start if you want to start shooting long bows and recurves and messing around with yeah, that. You can. Totally. Yeah, you can do it whenever you want, and or if you want to just like wait till you feel confident or you start getting bored with a compound, like then just do that. I mean, you're, it's your own freaking yeah, yeah. Totally. journey, not to sound too touchy feely. No, about you don't it, have to fucking. Follow it's your own thing, anybody. you know. Totally. You want to make a self bow and you want to shoot it and whatever. That's great, but there, but there's going to be like some some things that that you if you ask the right people that will either aid or hinder your freaking journey yeah. through the self bow thing and it would self bows are extremely hard to shoot yeah like they're like they're mo- very difficult they're they're difficult to shoot because so. you know the risers are different and like most most recurves like you want a light grip you know when you when you're when you're at full draw you don't want to be fucking white knuckle in it you know and mm-hmm. self bows and long bows too you want a hard like a little bit stronger yeah, of a depending grip. on the bow but a lot of times yeah it's it, it just like increases the difficulty each level which yeah i mean there's no yeah like i said you know go at your own pace and do but it's not a bad idea to start with a compound to like build some of that and that's so, yeah. that's the main thing is like i just if i'd in a perfect world, I would end up in a trad bow of some kind, probably whatever sure. kind. But I just wanted to make sure that by starting out with a compound, I'm not shooting myself in the foot. Where it's like, well, if you were to start no. with a trad bow, you'd be further ahead. Or not whatever. at all. I, 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 there are people that would totally disagree and be like, oh, if you start with a trad bow, you're going to learn the pure form of shooting and, and all the all the basics maybe if you start with a trad bow and all the right coaching and all yes, the right th- that's what i was getting at yeah exactly if you had somebody... and you're like all right i'm not going to be able to like it's going to take a long yeah it's a journey time so like man just like you want to shoot a bow and have fun and shoot stuff like yeah. great you know get yourself set up with a compound and then you know 
build a bow, get, you know, a used trad bow, whatever, shoot that too, but don't, you know, restrict yeah. yourself to like, be, you know, think you have to be some kind of purist no, initially no, no, just to, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean. It's just, it. there's there's something to be said about Just don't shoot mechanical broadheads, that's all. Okay. <laughs> Man, I don't know, I've killed 14 animals this year with a bow. Actually, I've killed, yeah, 14 with a bow and I think. Fifteen were with a mechanical. So. That's pretty. Jeez. All you've been shooting or lately. Thirteen with a mechanical. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, and just like that, like there's certain things that they do really well. I kill the moose or the things fixed blade. Johnny, have fun. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, like we'll joke around and like give each other shit. Like we got in a big. <laughs> we ain't, we're having fun, man. <laughs> oh yeah, right. right. I know how that goes. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. It's all That's about having huge. fun. It's, a, it's all it comes down to. And if you start bowing and you're not having fun, fuck, don't do Throw it. Throw it away man. and get your rifle. Oh, yeah. I got. I have no problem getting rid of something that's not. <laughs> Frank's pretty quick on I'm throw like, that away. Yeah. Fuck that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. always carry a rifle with you when you're bowing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> At least the, my judge in my back pocket. The, the best way to yeah. shoot something with a bow is to don't bring a rifle. Like, yeah. Don't do it. That is the only way really. oh yeah if i had a yeah. rifle on my shoulder <laughs> never happening never use my bow you yeah. wouldn't no um, you really wouldn't I, i've done it many times it doesn't ever work yeah and i mean because <laughs> i really like seeing something tip over oh and yeah so if yeah. i have a rifle nearby i'm like mm. fuck oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah that, this is not a good bow stock i'll shoot him right now <laughs> oh i'm waiting but too with a bow i'd be like that. well fuck i'll just wait yeah, yeah. Yeah, like years from now, I you know if I get really good at it, maybe and I'm old, maybe I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna just shoot my bow now because I'm had my fill yeah. or whatever. But you don't want to do it when you're old. You want to do it now. Just well, yeah, just get her fucking dialed. Well, and the main thing is now it's like I said, going up to do that hall road hunt or something like that, where it's like, what, where's the hall road? Well, just the Elliot up north. Oh, Nick the doesn't know anything about going up there. <laughs> oh, okay, the Elliot. Yeah, way up north there, Ooh. eh? Hey. To, like Manly? Is that the hall road? The Elliot? Yeah. To Manly? Keep He's going. giving you shit. There ain't a way to go up the Manly. <laughs> Holy shit. No, I, if do it's they, the Elliot. Do they got cold springs up there, <laughs> bud? <laughs> you just jump in the river there, eh? <laughs> Fuck yeah, cut yourself a hole in the river. Your nuts yeah. just go... <laughs> 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 no, I'm just fucking with you. But I, yeah. I hope everybody realizes that the hall road is the Elliot and... The end result is manly. Yeah. Yeah. And the end result is go fuck yourself. <laughs> and don't ever come up here. Yeah. Oh, man. I Frank heard, said that. I, mean. I heard it yeah, never well, gets above whatever. zero up you there. You thought I fucking read your mind. <laughs> oh. You didn't say it. I will. I'm, I'm fine with that. I know. I know you are. That's why I said it. <laughs> Oh, Christ. Is it, am I wrong? No. Thank you. You're rarely wrong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, He's well, a doctor. By He's the, a yeah, doctor. By, by the time you go to school for that long. Just on TV. Just, Just on, on TV. TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you know one of the guys that we've had on this podcast before was actually on Judge Judy? I did not know that. <laughs> oh, no <hope> so. shit. <laughs> Wasn't me. We'll have, to have a, we'll have to talk about it. It's funnier than fuck, man. Oh, that's Jeez. great. Judge Judy? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know where I came up with that, but we were talking She's about TV. Shit. Yeah. She is. She's still Damn. doing it, though. I, 
If we could have somebody who's like Dr. Phil. Oh, I mean, Dr. Frank and Dr. Phil. I could actually have yeah, something. Yeah. To talk about. Yeah. Make, they'll make me and Tyler <laughs> sit outside. Yeah. Right? And be like, you guys don't even know what I mean. Do you, you need surgery? Cl- clearly, aren't obviously, smart you do. <laughs> we Which have like, plenty of knives here. <laughs> I can start with surgery anytime. Two guys who go by doctor with no actual degree. Exactly. <laughs> A lot of surgery about to happen. Yeah. Which is, uh, that's like one of my, I think would make an awesome t-shirt. It's like one of those, if you know, you know t-shirts. But like, you know the old timey, like old west elixir, like freaking peddler, old doctor. Like you get it like a, a headshot of him, like with his head cocked to the side with a monocle. <laughs> And, the Monopoly you know, guy. Dr. Schultz's elixir, you know, like clears or cures elixir. Dim- temporary disorientation and uh, killing I mean, sheep. Killing yeah. sheep. <laughs> Sierra Nevada pale ale. Mixed yeah. with some bear fat. A lot of sheep. <laughs> A couple of years ago, Frank would not even drink real beer. He would only drink the beer that I'm drinking right now. Right. And so. now you're like pale ale, that's it. Well, no shit. At least it's not up to the future. At least it's not IPA. I bounce back and forth. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a little both. I do like that beer though a lot. It's a good beer. Well, that's fun. I would argue that Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is basically an IPA. It is, and everything that we call an IPA is just some weird, grotesque thing that's like beyond what an IPA actually is. That beer is the perfect. uh, It's not an IPA, but it's a pale ale. It's the perfect one. It's the perfect fishing beer. Oh, Fishing yeah. podcast, going to check the mail, yeah, all that uh-huh. stuff. Just yeah, woke up and you're thirsty. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guided I the that... I guided the dude that was the contractor that built the brewery yeah. in North Car. I think it's North. I'm pretty sure it's North Carolina. Yeah. They're, so they have a brewery in Chico, and then they have a brewery in North Carolina. And the guy that owned the company that contracted building their new brewery in on the East Coast, mm-hmm. I guided him for a couple, some blacktail deer. And he gave you like a never-ending like gift he card. He didn't give me <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's why you're. I wish it. he gave yeah. me something. He just <laughs> built the fucking brewery. Well, didn't you guide some dude from American Tobacco to yeah. it or some big yeah. way that you're well, like he didn't. He yeah, didn't follow through on well, it. Well, it wasn't American tobacco. It was um, uh, fuck. I wish I could think of it. Um, wasn't it whatever com- company? No, made it wasn't. It wasn't American tobacco, but they own American Eagle. All that it was shit. American Eagle. They oh, own all that. Get you some preppy clothes. Shit. He wasn't. He AMC. didn't own. He was on the uh, the board, board of uh, Philip Morris. Oh, I see. Not. American. So he could give you, so give you like, cases of smokes. You, but you say American, no. this. Philip Morris is like fucking tinfoil. Tin oh, Christ. Tin tobacco. Oh, yeah. Like everything. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Not small. Yeah. <clears throat> there. Um, yeah. I'm good with the old red, cool. white, and blue. Cool guy. <laughs> he probably <laughs> owns that. <laughs> well, I just like it because it matches my koozie. <laughs> No, Damn it's got it's got and red, white, and blue. It's got yeah. <laughs> it's got enough differences to not get legally in trouble. <laughs> Just fine. So, you know, Wisconsin beer. 
right? Old Milwaukee. Old Mill, Old Mill's actually pretty good. I like Old Mill, but you can't oh, really God. find it around here. When we were younger, you could buy those fuckers in 48 packs. They looked like a pyramid, oh. and at the very top, there was a bowl of nuts. <laughs> oh, no, so, yeah, I never yeah. saw Kidding those. <laughs> yeah, swear, swear oh, to God. So it was God. a 48-pack of beer, and at the very top, there was like, you know, four beers. And then in the middle of that was like a, a, like a bowl funny. of nuts. God, that's funny. Yeah. I know my wife went back to God, Wisconsin to gross. visit <laughs> visit family a few years ago and she's texting me she's like man beer's cheaper than water here (laughs) it is yeah like a i I think a few years ago in wisconsin like a third and and correct me if i'm wrong whoever's listening but uh like a 30 pack of bush light 14 bucks jesus 15 bucks something like that that is nothing i have to tell fucking bush light right now 30 30 pack I was driving down, uh, fuck, I can never remember the name of the road. It's uh, when you leave Jess's store and you're going towards the university. It's not Johansson. It's a brief Geist. Before, Geist. So I'm dri- Carrie and I are driving down Geist. We're going towards, we're going to my house. Going to get on the Johansson and a huge flock of freaking pigeons take off. <laughs> The top of fucking Napa. Those are delicious, by the <laughs> way. There's literally <laughs> a fucking hundred birds take off in a huge gaggle. Fly Napa, by. Napa Napa I don't know what you. I don't know there. what you call fucking a flock. A flo- is it a flock of uh, pigeons? Sure, it's not, but it, it, it can probably be. isn't. Exactly. <laughs> Nick's about to Google it. It's a pack. So they fly. There's a huge power line that runs right down. The yeah. road there. They all fly by, and all of a sudden, one of them just like drops out of the fucking flock. If they're gonna be a flock, <laughs> I don't know yet. Tyler's fucking dead as shit. They it ran into a dude, wire, dude. The ho- entire dude. fucking there must have been a hundred, hundred fifty of them. Fucking pow, dead. Fell right out, right on the side of the road, dead. Dude, one morning over here. I was, uh, it was I mean, last year. I couldn't even fucking believe it. It was last year. One morning <clears throat> I had my bow out in this power line cut kind of over here, that direction mm-hmm. I'm pointing, sitting there like ass crack of dawn in this rough grouse. Hit like, the wire. Hit the wire down in the woods. I'm like, holy shit. A band. Or, a band. Or a dropping. It was a definitely a dropping. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yes. my friend. It's it one was, or the other. I've never one of those, seen like, did that you see shit that? before. That was a dropping. <laughs> <laughs> they f- fucking took off, and I was like, wow, look at all those birds. At first, because I, I was like, I'm into looking at birds and like figuring out what they are. And shit, no, you're not. Like, you don't like they birds. They take off. Oh, total bird watcher. My Holy wife shit. like texts him what he got photos. His like, in. Hey, what kind of fucking bird is this on my bird feeder? You know, <laughs> <laughs> It ain't a dead fucking <laughs> dropping of a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. A couple years ago, my buddy had some pigeons. He had like the, if you could imagine, like an extruded piece of roofing metal, like bent around a thing to kind of cap off something. But it was hollow, and these pigeons got in there, and they started just like, I don't know what time of year it was, but they were just banging it out every night, like all night. Just like, 
scratching around, walking around in the metal, just super in, echoey right on his I house. Hear and nesting? But like, what the fuck no, are they doing? They're, around. Yeah, they're scratching around, banging it out, you know, doing their pigeon thing. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, this is killing me. And I'm like, well, here, borrow my Pelagon and take care of that shit. <clears throat> so the next time I'm over there, he has my Pelagon, he pops one off. And uh, our friend is there. It's like three or four in the afternoon, and he's already pretty drunk. And we're and he keeps talking about eating this pigeon. I'm just like I'm not opposed to it at all. Why don't you go instead of keep? Nasty. He kept talking we'll about it. it yeah. Kept talking about it. I'm like, go pluck that motherfucker. We'll put some salt on it and throw it on the fire. We'll cook it. He's like, oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> not me. So finally, he plucks <laughs> all it all up. Good. Oh my god, dude! That. I'm never it is excellent. You should oh, never have excellent. or never will. Never have, never will. Oh, they're not bad. Oh, dude, it's, really? Yeah, they're not. They're well, I would, I would say it's delicious. They're actually not bad. You should have. <laughs> We honestly, I was expecting it to taste Dad raised crappy. Pigeons growing up, they're not bad. Oh yeah, and especially if you get a squab, uh, like yeah, like carrier, fucking not yeah, passenger, ca- like yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I was expecting it to be all tough and gross. Like well, yeah, I'll eat some of it, whatever. And and we, you know, pass it around. Everybody takes a bite. It's like oh damn, that's actually good. And we, the kids get it. And the kids are just like chasing each other around, fighting over finishing it because they thought it was so good. Hmm. Which is like a pretty good indicator of something being very palatable. If the, like, kids, right, like if the kids like it, yeah, it all had sure. salt and pepper on it. You know, there's no extra salt and pepper cooked over a fire, and they were digging it. Yeah, we shot hmm. a lot of pigeons growing up around silos and shit like that, and fucking Jesus. ate them. They're fucking, they're Imagine if they're good. grain fed. They're fucking know, dirty. Oh yeah, now. Well, I'm, Tell me a waterfall or a bird that's not dirty. Yeah, know? it's just so. like any other animal, you know. People used to eat the shit out of them all the time. And Bears are dirty. Bears are dirty. Bears are freaking sure they disgusting. Are. No, they're not. Not like pigeons. I mean, pigeons are like city fucking birds. Well, I never ate one from the city. I mean, but honestly, we're, if we're they're farm, from a city, like what are they? Pigeon. What are they eating? But like Johnny stuff we threw. Johnny right? set up outside the, the Polaris <laughs> building out oh, there dude. on First Avenue, <laughs> just, just whacking them instead. Dude, my them. wife kicks me out. I'll be camping out downtown, squatting, catching pigeons with an air with rifle, my gun, air rifle. Yeah, I I'll be living hard. That that whole fucking flock of those things flew across. And it's so weird to see, like, a whole flock of birds moving along, like, in one direction, and then one of them just, like, literally... We, it's like somebody dropped a fucking rock out of the middle of it. We did. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It hit the power line, you think? Oh, it ran right into the power... I mean, they literally, I stopped and looked, and, the, like, it hit the power line. It was dead laying there. Do you we think did it got bunch. shocked, or just, like... No, it couldn't the, see. The... It was, like, in the middle of the entire flock of pigeons mm. just hit it and yeah. it just was like they flew through the power line it just and everybody it saw it except for that one was yeah. like oh shit looking over it she's like he's like "Ooh, lucy looks good tonight <laughs> Ow. yeah the, we used to do pigeon shoots all the time on farms and stuff like that we shoot a couple hundred and you eat oh, them oh yeah not all of them but some of them yeah oh yeah they're they're tasty man i'm not white, even white no, meat dark. no dark dark meat dark but meat. tasty you ever eat dove like morning dove, it's just like the dove. Mm-hmm. Every dove. So like in Kansas, big Nothing thing was like life. opening day of morning dove season. Fuck man, we I had some good deer leases that we had ponds and stuff on. And fuck, you sit there, lawn chair, case of beer in a cooler because it's hot <laughs> as fuck, and a couple boxes of shells and just shoot doves. 
Huh. You know, and dogs would go out and get them and come bring them back. You know, like Bella did that a lot. My other my other black lab, she would fucking retrieve those fuckers nonstop. Hmm. And we we yeah, we just shoot doves and doves taste the same as pigeon to me, man. Hmm. Those are good. good. Yeah, they're putting up like grouse. I like think they're zero. Actually, think they're fucking better. Doves yeah, are morning doves. Really? Are, morning doves are better than yeah. spruce. Are you kidding me? They're eating. Oh, yeah. different. I don't they're eat not, spruce they're not. They're not like, rough grouse. I'm not better about, than rough grouse. Yeah. But okay. Rough grouse is good, but I do believe that like pigeons and dove in the Midwest and Kansas and uh, so that type of country, they're eating way better food. How than dare a rough you, grouse. sir? How they're dare eating, you, sir? No, they're, they're eating way better. They're eating way better oh, yeah. than yeah. a rough grouse. Will. I mean, I, from my experience, I've only eaten a few grouses, and probably they're all spruce grouses. The dove was like, what? like the spruce grouse was like, yeah, that's I can eat that. That's good enough. Whatever, yeah, something, yeah, whatever. I don't even eat them things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I won't even shoot them because I know. No, it same like thing. Shit. Yeah, I don't. Want okay, to I was being polite, but no, yeah, they're fine. You're, right. you're totally right. You're totally right. I don't want to shoot them anymore either. <laughs> But the, I shot a few when I moved up here. I was like, fuck, yeah. these things are like everywhere. Bang, bang. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. they taste like shit. Yeah. <laughs> However. Rough, they taste good. I Rough, will, yeah. Grouse are awesome. Yeah. If a pigeon comes into my yard, I'm shooting the shit, which they never do. But I'm definitely shooting an eat. It's that. like, hypothetically. I would, I would eat that, would eat <laughs> that pigeon over a spruce grouse. Yeah. Day, honestly. The food tasty. that like a dove and those pigeons in the midwest are eating is well, totally what different. are these fucking pigeons mm-hmm. eating in ha- town here that are like on these building tops all the time flying around they're all winter fucking being pigeons man yeah road, uh, being road salt shitty yeah. animals yeah, yeah but when you if you fucking do you eat gross. pigs what the fuck are those gross they fight on the bit? road and eat the yeah. salt and the rocks mm-hmm. and shit pigs they do the same thing every morning you put in their pen like mm-hmm. there's well I, most of the pigs i'm eating are i'm gonna start feeding my pigs pigeon <laughs> that's a great idea dude they would eat that idea. up dude and spruce grouse <laughs> yeah throw all your grouse and pigeons into pig meat well in that freaking uh that above the arctic circle book that james carroll book he talked about in when he was younger like living in circle the guy there had a bunch of pigs and he'd go down to birch creek every evening or whatever and gank out a bunch of pike and the pigs would eat that, and then one time they butchered all the pigs, and they all tasted like fish. fish. Oh yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. You got to let them eat. That's what he'd feed the pigs: is pike. Mm-hmm. What is it? Finisher? You put put on same hogs. thing. Fucking when you, pigs and when bears you have are hogs, the same thing. You feed them yeah. like whatever all summer, and then when you're gonna when you're gonna um, kill uh, pigs, you. It's like Harvest, finisher, Frank. Finish your pellet. Yeah, whatever. I yeah, you give them something bland. That <laughs> well, it's takes finish your pellets. Like yeah. whatever you. If you're gonna feed them, I think you. I mean, you just give them whatever that you can get from the grocery. Uh, not the grocery store. Fuck. <laughs> from Fred. From Myers. the dump. I, that's <laughs> jeans. Levi's from the dump. <laughs> um. You know. Finished that? No. That? Oh, you're good. Okay, so what to. I was going to go back is like, on you. well, the reason why the fucking pig tasted like that is no different than bears eating fish all the oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. Bears oh, yeah. and pigs are basically the same thing, really. Not, yep. I mean, they're not, but the, but they are. And So if you're feeding a pigs pig fish, it's going to taste summer. like fish. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. But if you're feeding... If a you're bear, buying all grain, dog food... If you're buying grain from... Um, any kind of store in town or whatever, which most people do. Yes. Most people are buying 
grain to feed their pigs. For sure. There's a finisher. Yeah, you right all, before you harvest them, you do that. Yeah, you give them finish so like for a couple combat. for like finish a couple him. for like a couple well, weeks, maybe it's a month. Not quite like that, but exactly. <clears throat> yeah, a couple weeks or a month, and it turns their entire flavor around. Everything, which different. is why we feed bears dog food because it's a finisher. <laughs> yeah. it's yep. a, we're finishing them. Yep. Do you know? What I'm, you don't have I, any idea what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, Frank, yeah. I know exactly what we're talking about. <clears throat> I'm making a joke. But yes, That's why you a lot soybean of soybean oil. They do the, they do the same thing oil. with uh, cows and stuff like that too. They give them a finisher before you harvest them because if they eat something for a month or whatever, it's going to change the entire flavor. It's yeah. going to revert all the bullshit that you've been getting them fat on mm-hmm. into something that the meat is palatable. I'd much rather just shoot a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> On the side of a mountain. How do you finish or, them? Or shoot a <laughs> black bear in sheep country. 6.5 grade more. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Or you get a black bear in sheep country, and that's going to be all blueberry fed. And nope, I don't ever shoot any black bears in sheep country because I'm sheep hunting. Just you got to wait till after you get your sheep. I just no. bought that book. Oh, nice. That's a good book. Yeah. Above the Arctic Circle. Yeah. You can never have too many books. So, I've spent like which, four hundred and fifty dollars on books since fucking Monday. What is today? Monday. Yeah. <laughs> what are <laughs> last Monday? What other books you've been buying? I bought um, that Russell Osborne Journal of a Trapper. Bought that just recently. Um, and then I bought that uh, that Yeti book that just came out for the Wild Sheep Foundation. Where you, if you buy the book, one of the originals, the special editions, or whatever, then you get put in for a sheep hunt oh i wouldn't know i don't participate and in then the I, sheep foundation stuff yeah I we're reading the alaska- <laughs> i don't know how to read <laughs> no the the alaska wild sheep foundation is much different than the wild sheep foundation as a whole it's far different oh well like i mean yeah in there like certain areas and chapters they do some really valuable stuff but just up here not here no no, nothing. I'll agree with that. Is and, that and that's like is my it, is that's it all my like whole lower forty-eight sheep stuff. Yeah, and the majority of the reading. Um. Well, uh, in that book, mm-hmm. it'll be. I think Alaska, there's a lot Canada. of stuff. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a fantastic and a lot book. of cool photos. Like Tony Bynum had a bunch. Yeah. Of, I think has a bunch of photos in there. But Cam Foss, Adam Foss, Anna Vorsek helped write it too. But hmm. um, like as far as sheep foundation goes, like. They do a lot of like good stuff for sheep in the lower forty eight in Mexico and stuff and, like that. It's and just nothing they, here. They don't do like Zero. as far as like us nothing here. Us, they don't as far mm-hmm. as us here. But yeah. you still buy the books. I support the Wild Sheep Foundation <laughs> to a much greater extent than any other organization that I'm a part of. Really? Yeah. And why? Because I really love everything that they do other than in Alaska. And what the fuck is up with that? It's the, w- what they do up here is <clears throat> well, absolutely atrocious. I can't even stand. Yeah, but why are you? Because why do you want to support them? He's because he's a turncoat. No, because sheep hunting in general is a special thing, and and what they do up here doesn't actually hurt the sheep, but they're not doing anything to help it. And and but Alaska's in a very peculiar place where we don't need help. We we there there are things that could be done to help the sheep up here that I feel that the Wild Sheep Foundation should take on, and and for it whatever reason they haven't and, mm-hmm. I, and we can just let me finish oh, my God. thought. Damn it! <laughs> no, no, and we can oh, we can talk no, about this, fine. and I want to because yeah. it's very important. However, comma, 
in the lower 48 this what they're, be a whole what, they're do, what, what they're doing for sheep in the lower 48 <laughs> and even in even in parts of Canada and stuff like that is is absolutely paramount and and that door's still open but oh, they what they're doing down there is is helping the sheep and and it's growing the population they're doing lots of good stuff but and I, they're not here well it, it just so per- you have to understand I, I'm gonna let Tyler talk in a second. No, and I want to say one. I want to say one more thing. This is like you have we're to understand. Far, we're no, deep into it. To no, it's like, okay. So, so you have to understand like what the Wild Sheep Foundation's goal is, and that that's just to make sure that there's a huntable population of sheep for years and years and years to come in all the places that they want them to happen. And there are places that are more susceptible to uh, die off and whatever that they have to keep transplanting this or that and blah blah blah. Alaska, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it is a self-sustaining ecosystem for sheep. Yeah. So you don't need a lot of help. However, right. they could be spending their money up here on other things than what they are, which fucking chat my ass what they are spending it on. They could be spending it on things like, okay. oh, aerial yeah. wolf hunting. Maybe we should fucking put a proposal together and start shooting there wolves. So that way we have more sheep in all these places <clears throat> where they are dying off. And before Alaska turns into a place like, I don't know, fucking... Utah or Colorado, where there are fucking sheep. very, very many at all, and you got to yeah. draw, and it's fucking this or that. You have a a very sustainable population up here that you could do many things to make better, and the Alaska Wild Sheep Foundation does not do any of that. Nothing. No, exactly. No, it, uh, and I will gladly, I will gladly say that because yeah. it's true. And anybody up here that sheep hunts a lot should and knows anything about it, yeah. Either they, they don't know because they're ignorant and, and they just, oh, the Alaska Wild Sheep Foundation. No, they ain't doing nothing. Tyler, well, agree I, or disagree? I, yeah. Oh, no, I have to totally agree, agree myself. I yeah. freaking, okay. so. I, like, I got involved, like, got but, the membership yes. back when it was like, oh, sheep, uh, you know, I'm a sheep hunter. Uh, I've never, sheep, sheep, I, school, I am you any, know? I am not, I am not, kind of I am not a member of the Alaska Wild Sheep Foundation. Mm-hmm. I am a member of the Wild Sheep Foundation. I am a lifetime member. I am a yeah. Summit Life member, and I'm a Chadwick Society member of the Wild Sheep Foundation. Because what they were doing—did they give other, you a medal? I don't give a fuck what they. <laughs> gave All me. I do is shoot sheep. What I'm saying is that it, what they are doing in other places, I, I hope to Christ that someday somebody wakes up in Alaska and says, maybe uh, we should do the same thing up here, because they are doing everything that I wish that they would do up here. They are trying their damnedest in all the places that are wild sheep, you know, you know, prevalent to keep them there. So why would you neglect Alaska just because you have sheep there that, that don't need transplants? That being said, keep them there. So and, and don't just keep them there at a level of like, oh, barely fucking teetering on. Keep them there and like let them thrive. Let them fucking grow. Let, uh, lots of them. And so there's things that, that, there's so many, like five or six things that they could be doing that they're not. In fact, yeah, no. I mean, the way I, the way I see stupid. it, the way I see it is as far as Alaska cons- is cons- as far as like our direct interests are concerned is like Wild Sheep Foundation is just a non-resident lobby group. Agree is, is all it is. Agree. You know the. That's why I'm not a member. I don't you know, care. Well. It, I mean that's WSF in general, not just the Alaska. Well, the WSF in general definitely pumps money into the Alaska Wild Sheep Foundation, 
that they do, but I refuse to join the Alaska chapter. Yeah, no, no, and that makes sense because uh, until especially they start doing something to help the actual sheep population for everyone, because it's not just the guided areas and giving away guided hunts and all this stuff and uh, wild sheep foundations uh, like uh, yeah, well, uh, Alaska, like Alaska chapter safari club has like done more, not just yes, for sheep, they have. but they've done a lot more for overall. Yes. You know, conservation projects in Alaska yeah. and sheep. Found, all we did with fucking WSF is the fucking disgusting plugs, plugs that we have to right. put in, which hopefully next. Anyway. Yeah. So that's neither here nor there. And, and you know, yes. Okay. You got, you got to plug them and that might be a WSF thing and that's fine and whatever. But what, what well, they. It might what, be. It is, right? It is. It is. They it pay, is. Yeah. yeah. Right. But what. They pushed it and they pay for it. The, that money that they're giving to the Alaska Wild Sheep Foundation chapter should be used to maintain the level of sheep in Alaska or or increase it. And the only way you're going to do that is predator control. And you need to manage the freaking wolves in so units, why does, especially on hard why winters plugs and stuff like that. in sheep horns have to do with... Depends wolves. on which rabbit hood... Eating... Well... Sheep. There is the so plug, much, the, and there is so fucking much involved here with this whole yeah with sheep in Alaska that other states, other people want you know to why? be involved with. You know what? You know, money. Well, always. Okay, so <laughs> I get what I was getting at was: Do you know why it's not as big of a problem here in Alaska as it is other places? Not as many people, not as many... Domestic sheep? Domestic problems. Well, the the reason why is because there's more sheep and they never had to be transplanted anywhere. So they're not worried about them. They're not worried about them going away. However, comma, if they don't start taking an active approach to limiting the things that do kill them in bad years, uh, you know, you can't change the weather. Well, it's already unless, here. Unless, even well, if they aren't, even if they are Every range in Alaska has already had whatever the, what's the, what's Mo- the, yeah, Mo- swab. yeah, yeah. Mo- or whatever. it's already here, everywhere. And every single range which in Which indicates Alaska. that it's, and, and it's been but here. But it's been here forever. So exactly. I'm, so that's I'm, like gone yeah. quiet. Spending money on that shit is worthless. Well, and they're still pushing to like, to like, but that's the mandate, push. like testing for any imported livestock. Which, like, yeah. I guess you know, if your if your stuff's like in that valley, like on the edge of the, but still, it's like it's it's become a push. moot point. On that's the push, though. That is, that, that has been the push. That is like, the push. And that's what they're spending their money on, and I can't understand why they're doing that instead of spending their money in a direction where will directly impact yep. more sheep, which is predator control specifically wolves so who is like where's this money going and where is this coming from where is i don't it going know where to? i don't know and where the money i don't know where the money that's where, goes. where uh, like no. the whole circle runs around and i'm like well, well and even well, if they're well, not if, fuck if that's what they're I, why the problem if i could what finish they, what okay, i was saying go, so go. i don't know where the money goes to the alaska chapter mm-hmm. I, I don't know where it goes if I, I would guess most likely it goes to the high fence desert hunt that they auction off every year, which is completely fucking ridiculous. And it's not every year, just so you know. But they did do that, and it's horseshit. Um, and it probably goes to all the other raffles that they're doing because they got to buy a hunt and this or that. And then that money does definitely go back to fishing game in one way or the other. And if it is going to MOV studies and domestic sheep and all this, or domestic goats and whatever, you're wasting your fucking time. You need to focus mm-hmm. on predator control. That being said, the other money that goes 
to the Wild Sheep Foundation. Yeah. If you go anywhere on their website, you will see all the good stuff they're doing. Huh? Everywhere but here. Everywhere but here. And I don't doubt it. And it's fucking stupid. That's what it comes you have, down to. You have a very stable population of sheep that are susceptible <laughs> to crash and go up and down. And they do. And you know that, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Like like if certain areas go up and down. B and left them alone and there was no bullshit at all. Same thing would happen. Yes, it would happen. Well, but but the, but now we have we have mm-hmm. the Wild Sheep Foundation has right. the ability to, to make use money that money off of. and and <laughs> no no has the money to make a change and has the voice to make a change and do things to benefit Alaska. But are they? They're not. There you That's go. what I'm saying. They're Thank focusing you. on Moby right on. and fucking domestic goats. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge rant that I've been wanting to have for a while, and I don't Thank apologize you. Freaking let her, one bit. Let her rip, man. Fuck, no, yeah, buddy. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm asking all the right questions to get Nick fired up. <laughs> I like it. No, it's foolish. No, it is. And I agree with you 100%. You talk to the old guides <clears> that used to guide up in the brooks or guided in the Alaska range and stuff like that back in the 60s. 70s, 80s, stuff like that. You know what they were doing in the spring? They were flying around, around wolves. shooting wolves. Yeah, and even yep. if even and even if they everybody has areas, the same answer they could, here. Sheep Foundation Show could be wolves. lobbying could be lobbying to expand more of that in yeah. areas. That, guess who else could be rack? Guess yeah, who, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of things could, mm-hmm. but instead they're they're not. And nope. so they want to play like, fiddle fuck around with and, something. And else. oh, by the way, if you start taking care of wolves, we're never going to eliminate them all. Okay, no, and, and no. everybody back even everybody even in the glasser days when they were freaking right. using 1080, man. And they everybody get... in this room will agree that we fucking love seeing wolves and we love mm-hmm. being able to hunt them, trap them, whatever we can. We but love there's that. No way you can get rid of them. No, right? Not without impossible. Got not it. without like. I mean, they eradicated them in the lower 48, but that was using like. Poisons. Well, they used poison. They tried it here. Like, they do, poisoned yeah. they did the, the same shit thing here. Out of them they up here. couldn't even do there's, it. There's no oh, really? infra- oh, infrastructure. Yeah. Isn't here. You, you, yeah. they, you can't do there's it. Too much well, oh, area. Yeah, yeah there's like no way big. up here. What I'm getting at is that, is that if, if everybody in here loves seeing them, hearing them, hunting them, fucking trapping them, whatever it might be, but knocking them down will not. It will never it eliminate them. No, I and, agree. And oh, with by you. the way, if you knock them down with the Wild Sheep Foundation money, yeah. guess who else benefits? Mm-hmm. Caribou hunters, moose hunters, all everyone every else, every hunter. Else. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's it's one of those things where it's like, you want to uh, tackle this stupid yeah. disease that's been here yeah. forever, or do you want to tackle yeah. people disease that are and oh, we got our sheep domestic plug, goats give me a fucking break domestic it goats. doesn't even, the whole sheep plug thing i don't even give a fuck about but the fact yeah, whatever. that every sheep every mountain range in alaska has this disease that caribou it, they're habit. claiming habit. that they're claiming no. is like the problem with it's not a sheep problem. in alaska that and that's problem. That, exactly they're, they're yeah. saying not it comes from all. domestics or something yeah. i'm not so a fucking like, scientist so like down but in, it's not the problem me neither but i love exactly I, where you're coming from so like down I'm in liking a lot bit. what you're saying it's awesome all right so down <clears> well to explain this down a lot of bighorn populations and isolated bighorn populations, they can certain sheep are susceptible to this pneumonia. pathogen. Basically, that comes, pneumonia. It's called mov, like in short, movi. It's a pathogen that they can get from domestic um, sheep and goats and shit like that. That gives them pneumonia, and they freaking die. Like it's responsible for a lot of sheep, a lot of big sheep time die. sheep die offs in the lower forty eight and. 
they, you know, a couple of years ago were Can like. Can I stop tr- you for one second? Mm-hmm. You, you'll be able to continue. Hold that okay. thought. A lot of the sheep in lower 48 are transplanted sheep. So they're going to yeah. be more susceptible to all these things than the sheep in Alaska that are completely wild, never been transplanted. So when Un- when the, when, when the yeah so anything. when a when a sheep yeah. down there gets pneumonia or moovy or whatever the fuck and turns into pneumonia they're gonna die quick whereas the sheep up here probably can live through it yeah Go down on. there so, there's a so, good chance so, his dad was yeah. flown in from the Olympic Peninsula for, for or sure something to Montana or, right so back to th- I just wanted yeah. to say that so, yeah no so so um what a couple of years ago, and the timings I run is kind of coincidental you yes. know I, I was like. Been diving down a lot of conspiracy theories lately, but yeah. um, in various aspects of my life. But uh, how did I get pregnant we, for a third time? No, actually, not <laughs> Not I, my life. I was fixed. <laughs> no, not not my life. Not my personal. Anyway, so uh, a couple of years ago, they start. It was like sheep started making noise. Sheep Foundation of like uh, wanted to get all the domestic stuff tested and. For this pathogen, because they're afraid, like, down on the Chugach, talking, well, then they started testing, and it was, like, the first year they found, like, a mountain goat and a couple sheep down there in the Talkeetnas and Chugach, what, some, somewhere down south that had this, and then, holy shit, you know, we're fucked, all Alaska sheep are going to be dead in a year type of panic, basically. Well, then, in the next year, they fig- they have positive results for it, come back from every single mountain range. And... In moose Within and caribou, one year, and they've and which they've, which Nick says said, you know, like people were always. bringing livestock, people were it's bringing livestock up here for forever, and they give it to the moose and caribou and French. You Talk, know, it's mm-hmm. everywhere, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's been so here for a while. so, and then it's kind of got quiet, but they're still like pushing to do this livestock shit, which isn't going to make any different. You know, a heck of a. L- I just got an email the other day from the Alaska chapter saying that we needed to voice our opinions on the whole domestic. Um, I guess goats and sheep and all that stuff, and they all need to be tested, and we can't allow them to do this. Like, can't allow them to have. Them I think they're wasting that. their like, fucking time. Man. You like, are absolutely wasting your time. Yeah, uh, and and if I'm dead wrong, I'm really sorry, but I firmly believe that if you want sheep in this state, just manage the fucking predators and manage them effectively. There, there will be no less wolves, but there'll be a lot less eating sheep. And a oh, lot yeah. less eating moose. You're, it's not like you're not going to see any. You're still going to see them. Um, so I was flying with a guy uh, recently that did aerial wolf shooting, and he told me that it's fucking hard. Oh, he's it's like, hard it, and it's, it's dangerous. He's like, well, he he didn't mean hard in the sense of like oh, it's doing fucking it. Fucking horribly he, shitty he to ma- deal with it. He basically said, if you do not on the first pass shoot the alpha male, gone into the you're woods, fucked. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you shoot anything other than an alpha male, all of them will disperse and you're going to have more wolves. Where do they all go? They're always around timber. Yeah. Always. All the time. He, so basically. Rarely, rarely are yeah. there wolves. Like, they're they're up there on the north side, yeah. you know? But they will find places. They For find sure. places to hide. Yeah. And they are fucking smart and the, the spot or this guy in particular where he where he's doing the aerial wolf shooting is is not inherently open it's more timbered yeah. country yeah but he said you you like it's this is not an easy concept whatsoever yeah. it's like everybody thinks oh aerial wolf shooting super easy just drive by drive by in the plane and shoot them no you got to shoot the right one and then you have to make another pass and hope you get a few more 
And if you don't shoot the whole pack, then they're going to disperse and you're going to make more wolves. So it's almost a double-edged sword. Yeah. But that being said, there's a reason why the Brooks long ago yeah, well, yeah. well like the old timers we know all those guys old timers we knew are like every single outfitter that hunted up there was up there in the spring greasing yes, wolves, wolves left every single yeah. wolf they could find they yep. grease them and there's oh, still yeah. no shortage no uh-huh. but and all those predators like they come back so quickly you could you know i talked to one of the fishing game biologists that i was doing a job for i had a conversation with my wife where I, she was talking about wolf hunting and i was like yeah I don't see really a problem with it because they recover so quickly. You can experiment with it and be like, oh, we're going to knock the population down and see what happens. And you stop hunting them and they're just like, boom, right back where they were. And I asked the biologist about it and he's just like, yeah, basically their population just rebounds immediately. Okay. Well, they, I was like, they can I record do. this to tell my wife? They've <laughs> proven that like, in order to have any like discernible impact on the population, you have to kill like 70% of them for like two or three years in a row. Which will not oh, happen. Oh, yeah. Okay, so never right, but okay, exactly. so so think about think about the process of the these old timers that were doing this. So you're shooting the wolves in the spring before the lam- the ewes have lambs. Yep. So it gives so those the- lambs are able oh, to yeah. grow. All right. So that winter they might take out a few, but they ain't taking out the weak. They're taking out you know, th- like whatever wolves are are left are either pups or or you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, well, like, it's the same there's thing. There's far as, less wolves. Yeah. It's the and same it, thing it, as killing. It allows, allows that population to get a little bit older yeah. before they're able to go hunt them. And then come spring again, you knock down, you know, knock down some more wolves so those those ewes can have lambs. Well, it's just like the six or seven years they did it in the 40 mile over here. Well, then all of a sudden, you know, they was, found out it, that there's, oh, 20,000 more caribou now they, than they thought yeah. there was because and, it was so successful. shut down, right? They can't. They can't hunt that forty no, mile they can't. anymore. It's no, not. well, exactly. they they shut it down a couple of years ago, and it, it like, but that it, or grizzly bears. It, if you're killing, and they still shut it down. That's what's fucked up. All those things go on um, like five or ten year deals. So it's like you can do it, and then then they got to apply to go do it again, and it's a big political fucking mess. But still, so I mean, like it just. But you same thing with caribou. You're like, le- oh yeah, you're letting the you're get you breaking up all these big packs and whatnot. And at you're the giving, right time, you're giving the calves a break in the spring. Same thing is, same thing is is yeah. shooting these big old grizzly well, bears the fuck, and moose areas. Who the fuck's you know? gonna fly around the fall and shoot them? No one, no. because all those people are actively mm-hmm. guiding and stuff. Well, yeah. so it works out no, perfect. Well, and in you the can't spring. you can't yeah. do it because like you can't track them. You got to have fresh snow to to fly and track them and. Yeah. but timing is 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 important. If it was, I mean, you to could be, buzz around and maybe find some. Yeah, if it was to be funded by the state in certain areas to benefit people, it would be den killing. Yeah, which has happened. Yeah, in the last ten years. I mean, in my in my opinion, happens. In my in my opinion, there's enough outside money that is. Uh, Focused and reliant on Alaska's resources, I'm talking hunting only, that there should be some push from those organizations to to do this kind of stuff. And if there is not, there is a huge fail on their part. Um, You know, I'm not a fucking millionaire, so I can't fund it. But everybody else's five or ten dollars here or there. The reason, what what it comes down to, 100%, is the reason sheep are not repopulating. In areas that are fucked up is wolves. Yeah. 
It is. I I agree. Like hundred percent. Yes. Winter. I mean, guess what? We've winter, been talking about this every for a year, fucking we'll, hour. Winter. And every, that's it. Hundred percent. Winter. Wolves. Winter every year will kill sheep. Yes. I don't care where the fuck you are. Doesn't Winter matter. will kill some sheep I agree. every single year. Yep. Predators will kill more sheep than winter. Yep. And on the bad winters, all the time. On a bad winter, and a normal year for predators, because they don't care. There's gonna be more sheep killed. Well, I think I remember. Well, I think I remember Lou um, Bradley when I had him on. I don't know if it was on the podcast or talking later. Um, they had the government had hired him to go in there and like look at these areas like Ram Glacier uh-huh. or, or Swank in, yeah. the, in the hard park to wonder like what the fuck happened to all all the sheep that used to be there and they're gone. He said it's freaking wolves because they're of quick. course nobody's yeah. hunting them. No, yeah. there's no management at all. They're gonna eat I've themselves at a house and home. I, I fucking watched wolves. Yeah. Chasing sheep. Myself. I'm not going to tell you where. <laughs> but. Oh, late freaking sheep. Chena Dome. What? Was that in Chena Dome? Oh, man. Creamer's Field, I think. Creamer's Field. Cream- That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> I've watched. I was on the other side of the field. Fucking I think, chasing happened. sheep. It's like. they All the time. Oh, yeah. So they're good eating. Can you blame them? <laughs> Honestly, I can't. <laughs> no, that's what I just wish it was all my freezer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gotta get some of them so we can get some too. Yeah, no, it's a big deal. I mean, even like even reading like Glasser's stuff, like he saw it back in the day, you know, like in his time across, like seeing when there was Hardly any wolves around, like the abundance of game and how it just freaking yeah. seesaws. Even he was like, nature's not a balance. It's like a seesaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And when we're not involved, and I mean, he freaking. Well, hum- he went after it. Oh, big time. And he, humans have always been a part of that. And he, before <laughs> Europeans got here, native folks were hard on predators all the time, so they'd have game to eat. When they could, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. And I don't think, you know, a lot of times it was freaking abundance or starvation. Is I, I was just oh, yeah. going to say, it's amazing that there's like, now we try to make it at like a, a medium, steady, like even a keel. steady, even run of what we want to harvest. And it used to just be like, yep, there's tons of animals. Eh, there's no animals. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And I, I haven't met a single like old timer that's been around yet to see that's seen those days that doesn't cre- credit the the abundance of wildlife yeah, <laughs> in you know like what you know called like the golden days like the, the yeah late the 70s and 80s and even early 90s um well i guess some of the sheep were like getting hit then but that like 70s yeah. days like the golden era was like a direct result of all those guys poisoning and shooting the shit out of the wolves. Yeah. You know, so obviously poison's not going to fly nowadays. And that's fine, but no. back then... But there are still things you can do that will make a difference rather than just fucking make us put these stupid fucking plugs in our horns, take a DeWalt to our horns every time we bring them in, and, and call it sheep conservation and just waste time and money talking about Movi. And, I mean, that's why, like, I... I recognize that's that, what that, pisses me off. I recognize that the Wild Sheep Foundation does a lot of good stuff in a lot of places. I can't, be, you know, just my own personal shtick. I can't freaking 
jo- I won't join because. Good. Thank you. As far as my interests go, it's just a lobby group that works against my interests. But that you know, and I that's look, just I, my own personal thing. You can't say thing. they don't necessarily work against your interest, but they. It's just not a hundred percent what you feel should be happening. You They're a great you organization. Can't, you can't say that they work against your So interest. just don't join the Alaska chapter, which I don't do. It's the same thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like You can't bit. say that you, they work against your interest. I'm obviously not trying to lobby towards just like how, this, how the wild sheep if organization half, happens. If, but if, if half or three quarters of the members of the Alaska Wild Sheep Foundation understood how dumb they are being... With regards to actually managing the sheep, because a lot of the so, say you got a hundred people that are members, they're not okay. So seventy-five of them don't know what they're doing. Twenty-five are actual sheep hunters, and they feel obligated to be a member of this, you know, particular state's organization. The other seventy-five are just there along for the ride. You know, like they're like, yeah, I'm yeah. a member, blah blah blah. But they don't understand the intricacies of Alaska doll sheep, and and what. It will take to make sure that there are more every year. Why do you say it works against? Right? It, it's no, no, no. Hold on a second. Why do you say it works against? And the reason I say it works against is because I just want to know, um, like, what's the... Well, where, and maybe why? that's maybe that's a, just a personal bias, and maybe it's not accurate. Well, the the plug is the thing I have a big issue with. There's no, okay. there's and no, I, I there's get n- that. There's no fucking reason for us to. If have they to were do numbered it. I properly, under- I would be all for it. If it was like, oh, I killed the fucking three thousand nine hundred seventy fifth sheep. Or I something. wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't but even. And maybe I would, that's I don't like even give a fuck if they but, number them properly. Th- no, I got well, it. I don't but, want it either. But if it well, was, maybe that's my subscribing to. It's like, like they just grab a random one out of there and fucking pound it in the horse. Yeah. yeah, some of the you know, older times. That's why I like, wanted like to why, know why. Well, Tyler why, well hates that's it one so thing. Much. Why? Why even <clears throat> have it? But why there's do, a there's a there's no know, reason. It's not, it's not preventing any poaching. It's mm-hmm. not yeah. Like maybe one person since they've started doing it in fucking fifteen years has Deadhead. got their sheep back. <laughs> Deadheads don't need them. Deadheads don't need them. It's fucking yeah, stupid. Exactly. It's, but there's all right. Well, there's each rim has a number on it. Oh, and, and you, you could have a deadhead. You could have Look a quote unquote deadhead yeah. mounted. That oh yeah, oh mm-hmm. that's a deadhead. Yeah, I no. had it mounted. Nothing. It's, it's pointless. No, it matter. Aside, yeah. you know, like there's some folks that we know that are like even, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, ah, oh, well, they can know now. They got a record of where all these big rams mm-hmm. are being killed. It's bullshit. And so it is. That's bullshit. one thing. So I wanted him to say. I'm like. I was just what's worse than that to get him to say this. What's worse than that <clears throat> are the folks that have the access to the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. they have yeah, access. There's a, there's a fucking crew of people that, that have this fucking they, book. They have access to that. sitting right in front of them. They yeah. they're hunters, and they can just go anywhere yeah. they fucking and want. And maybe part of it's pretty that. fucking cool book to have access to. You know, well, and part and of it's it, and that chaps my ass more mm-hmm. than anything. Well, part of it's like. Not that I care where other people are killing I, sheep, but they know where I'm killing sheep. Right. Or anyone or else. Or anyone. Yeah. That's an unfair well, advantage. Part of that is the attitude. Not Obviously, not every. I can't lop anybody, like, specifically. But there's, like, there's an attitude, like, of entitlement towards our resources. There is. 
that's like, and that's why I say, like, it's a non-resident lobby group. Like, the Wild Sheep Foundation is only going to have the interests of non-residents as far as sheep. And I'm not saying I don't think non-residents should be able to come up here and hunt sheep or any of this stuff. Like, there's a place and a time for that. But, like, the entitlement to our resources is not, like, it's just something that's always rubbed me the wrong way. And they, um, fuck, I had something really good right there. Um, come on, Junior. Well, I'm for, I'm, I'm, well, I I'm think that with, what he was saying, I'll think, and, I'll think of it. In a and second. on top of like what you just said to me is, so it's not the Wild Sheep Foundation. There's people that you just take your sheep into that you have to because but it is the, I mean, the wild no sheep other foundation way is what? to bring them home without taking them to these people. They know exactly where you shot them. Like there's a whole group of people. But it's it's the wild sheep foundation that F&G. pushed to get the plug <laughs> passed, and they pay for it, which how, how much it costs for the aluminum plugs. Whoop de doo, you know. But they they like that's the organization that pushed that plug on us and got it. And just the attitude of like that you run into of. Oh, we need to like protect Alaska from the Alaskans. Like that attitude is very is you know I you know I'm not singling anybody out, but it's very prevalent in that too. Just that non-resident entitled to our resources, like with the freaking from that fucking ram I killed this year. You know, like there was a couple people. Well, one du- one dude's like oh mm-hmm. like five or six of these like WSF type people ask me what the, what the average age of the rams i've killed is yeah we've already like, been through fucking this cares yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, well matter. that's but that's mm-hmm. like the other the big shtick yeah. that i'm like i got no fucking use for them okay you know go do so, your go do the good stuff other places till so, you till you want to start like so contributing I'm not, here I'm not, I'm not a fan of the plug but i i don't care either way but there the, i mean the benefit of the plug is like knowing like which drainages consistently are producing rams? I think you know, for a biological, you, know, it, it you don't have. You can no, you know could the do that drainage. Any, yeah. You could do it without it. Yes, you could do it without it. I think Great. that drilling yeah. a fucking yeah. hole in a sheep and a horn is yeah. bullshit. I, 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 that being said, I'm, I'm like, I don't like it, but I, I, it doesn't bother me. I understand that the. The rationale behind it, but you could do it without it for sure. Well, like the well, that ram doesn't have, it that for, ram doesn't have a plug. They did it for years without it. Yeah, of course that they ram does have a plug. Data, the same they, data. That was the first year that they were required to be sealed, and it was just a plastic locking tab tag on the skull cap. And that was that. That was it. Yeah. So, what I'm what you know, this whole conversation started with like the Wild Sheep Foundation is doing great things a lot of other places. But as far as what they're doing in Alaska, I'd be really interested. It, and so, but the money man, goes even, to Alaska a lot. There's, there's, there's a couple things I just I shouldn't say on here, so I'm not going to. You I should. can't. Like, you should no, probably should. I can't. <laughs> you definitely should. So, here, here. I can't. Hundred percent. He's like, let me grease you up a little. You bit. You should definitely talk shit. <laughs> No, it's it's not it's not actually it's not talking no, shit. Know, it's actually it's it's just it's true stuff. I don't like lies, so it's it's true. But don't I, be I, such a liar. Yeah, Nick. whatever. <laughs> but but there are other things that rub me wrong about how they handle Alaska. But I can't I can't discount what they're doing elsewhere. Like it's a great organization. You want to go elsewhere and hunt? 
Someday. Yeah, of course. And I want all my friends to be able to, too. And I want anybody, a- anyone that, that can draw a sheep tag mm-hmm. in lower 48, I want them to have a go have a good hunt. And, and yeah, that's important. I more so than that, yeah. you know, more so than my yeah. own aspirations. But, not you. But you're not going to be here forever. I'm not going to be here forever. Yeah, I, I, I want that. There's going to be shit but, going on forever. But I think that they could better spend their money in Alaska to ensure that these doll sheep are going to be here forever. And what they're doing right now is fucking so misguided. It, it's not, it, 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 it's laughable. You want more, okay, you want more sheep up here for non-residents to come hunt? What if you were going to live here for the <laughs> yes. rest of your, what if you are going to live here for the rest of your life, never leave Alaska? Like, you're done. You're like, you know that you're 100% an Alaska resident. Never go hunt anywhere else? Never. Ever? You're living in Alaska and you're hunting here forever. How would you feel? I'd feel the same way. Really? Because I know how fun it is to go do this stuff. And yeah, I know but- how- I know how rare it is. Are you saying that I'm, you're like, I have no idea what it's like to go do no, stuff elsewhere? Well, not necessarily, because, but because you're I not going to go and do that anymore. You're yeah, here. Yeah, but the, our, our lives in this place is just the tiniest little blip in the nothingness of the vastness yeah, of well. time. Even so, if I, like, even if you're if, looking at sheep for generations down the road, like what we're doing here now doesn't fucking matter. No, and well, I understand know, especially that. the sheep on the landscape down there. But and and not to it say means a lot more on the sheep landscape down there. I, is what's going so on. To, so yeah. to answer your question, if yeah. I was to live here and never leave and never hunt anywhere else ever again, mm-hmm. I still know how important it would be for somebody that can't afford to come up here and hunt sheep that could draw a tag in lower forty-eight, and I want them to have a quality experience. Okay. So right it's th- that's important stuff. It's very important, yeah. and a lot of those tags down there are once in a lifetime. You'd be lucky to even draw one in your lifetime, mm-hmm. and oh, that's like to be able to happening. go do that. <laughs> Which down that, there, it's it, like it, it, one yes. in what is it? One in <laughs> one in ten thousand? One depends in, on what state you're in. But depends on the unit in the state and everything. Yeah, yeah. like but it's pretty much un- unlikely. Real, it's yeah. pretty much unlikely. So. I like to ask good questions. <laughs> well, I hope but you gave even, me a good answer. If, like, well, when I, I just mean like, you know. I don't care if I could never leave here ever again. I'd still want those people down there to have a good hunt. And yeah. and the sheep populations in the lower 48 are way more susceptible to all the bullshit that we don't have to deal with up here. And the stuff that we're focusing on up here is not a problem. The problem up here is predator control. And they well, need to step the fuck up and start making something happen. But the problem is, is we're getting the same fucking people are trying to dictate what the cheap problem is. Okay, so how about down this? Down there and up here. So how about this? All these organizations that are submitting these random fucking stupid ass proposals every year to limit the like age of a sheep or limit the... like totally eliminate even hunting sheep in a unit or mm-hmm. making it one in four for next to kin and all this stuff or one in four for non-residents. What if they just all like pool their ideas together? Like, Hey, we want more sheep. Let's focus on something and we'll actually make more sheep. Oh, yeah. And Oh, by the way, every sheep you kill is a surplus. Like we had talked earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so why, why fight like each other and why not focus on the problem, which will never eliminate the problem. But it will definitely benefit the sheep in the long run, and you're still going to have. Yeah, you're still going to have. Well, and it just it obviously like the the difficulty with that is increased because so much on federal land, and obviously like the administrations have been a lot more friendly to us in the past few years, and that's likely going to change 
How many for more sheep worst, get shot here from residents than non-residents? I think it's like yeah. twice as much. Twice a month. I can't remember. Twice what the, the res- residents. But yeah, twice. it's no. It's, no, it was re- like I think non-residents. non-residents. Last time I looked at the numbers, they non-resident and it, and it had been pretty stable for the previous decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Non-residents were killing about forty percent. I think. Yeah, so half and half. All right. Give or take. So close to though. Yeah. Yeah. But like at least at least Sheep Foundation could they could like lobby for wolf control in these federal areas because that's where it's needed bad exactly and they got the money to do it yeah if they have the money to you fucking know. transport transplant but for, sheep you all know, over for, the fucking place they got money to right. do that you know and especially in the last four years they should have stepped up and do that with with administration that was like relatively open, open to, to that the previous eight years were just freaking pissing in the wind like per, it's the protect Alaska from the Alaskans that's all you know, you're right. Which yeah. That's the thing we freaking fight against up here. All the time. And all, you know, it, every old, you probably don't know a single old timer that's been up here for a long time that, you know, I mean, they've seen it freaking be ripped right out of their hands, you know? Yeah. They were shooting tons of wolf in the 40 mile area for the last eight years, though, right? Yeah, yeah they did that, but it, it just ended a couple of years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've moved it to other areas. You know, it's still going on in certain spots, but it could but be. But it's not in that area. No, and like, yeah. you know, most of the brooks, they can't do it in. Most of the wrangles, they can't do it most in. Most of the areas that it was working for a long yeah. time. Can't do it. Can't do it anymore. Well, some of those old timers, have even talked about the western brooks, you know, which is really taking a downturn of that being. Yeah. Direct benefit because, you know, at least according to them, that that's a lot of that stuff isn't optimal sheep country. But they're sheep. But they were so hard on that they hammered on hammered on the wolves so hard for so many years that it allowed sheep to really do well in there. And then you get some bad winters and some predation and gone. They can't freaking bounce back. Yeah, bad winters, predation, and the lack of being able to shoot area wolves in that area. Yeah. You know, so it's just wolves ain't going away. So take care of them when you can. Can't do it. No, Mm -hmm. even with poison, it doesn't matter. They ain't going anywhere. You can. They did. They did. Even (laughs) even. Well, I mean, that stuff in the lower forty-eight was much different though than up here. It 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 just was different, man. It was easier to get to. yeah, there's places in Lower 48 that are a long ways from roads, like the Frank Church and stuff like that. But but not very but, many of them. But not very many of them. They did logging. There's just more work. people. No, oh, totally. There's just, it, it was it was a whole just, different. Yeah, entirely yeah. different thing. You know, you could like run a petition to eradicate coyotes right now, and and with oh, all the people, never, all the people in the in the U.S., you would never ever fucking happen. You, you it wouldn't happen without a shit ton of wolves. You would never eradicate and, coyotes. And <laughs> and I I would venture to guess that right now in the lower forty-eight, that if you said every wolf is for game, like like fair game year round, you'd not get rid of them. No, and yeah, not at this point. No, it's, you, it's no in, the lo- in the lower forty-eight though. It's the fucking coyote, like. Oh, sure. yeah, coyotes. That's, what, that's what I was saying. The coyotes ain't fun getting rid of. Coyotes. Well, and even and now, Colorado just problem. had on their ballot to introduce wolves, yeah. and they fucking voted to do it. Yeah. So dumb. Can you they imagine? Already had, they're already moved in there from other states. Like, already going to go ahead and. And move. now we're going to add more. They're already there. Bye, bye, elk. Yeah. There, dude. 
Well, we've it's just, seen what's also in like how much, how much money are they spending on reintroducing wolves mm-hmm. when they're already that, there? Yeah. <laughs> like, and all, the, yeah, it's just like a lot of money those, they could have spent on other stuff. Those guys that advocate that kind Biden of thing. Nurse. Yeah, both. Those guys that advocate <laughs> the reintroduction of wolves. Fuck you. <laughs> The folks that re-advocate or advocate reintroduction <laughs> of wolf are they are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> the, those wolves are going to eat themselves out of house and home, and they're going to starve to death. Like that's what's going to happen. And well, they kill everything they can, and then done. How about a shit your pants story? Well, yeah. how about you fucking got a bunch of them, don't you? All right, I'll read. I'll read one more. <laughs> Got kind of got to turn the tide here. We're freaking getting dark fast. So, so right, well, let's wait till he gets back. Well, he'll want to hear this one. He'll probably, yeah, I guarantee yeah. he's going to want to hear this one. Yeah, but uh, I can tell you about how wolves never left the northern Great Lakes area. No, they did. Yeah, no, they're always in Minnesota and Wisconsin yeah. and the UP and all that stuff. You guys probably no, know they need to be delisted, which it looks like it's going to happen at least temporarily. Hopefully, and grizzlies. It'd be nice. It, it, it's not even the hunting aspect of having them delisted. It's the it's the the fact that you can manage them if they're yeah. delisted. And, well, because there I, are even like the grizzlies are already being managed. It's just by the feds, basically. I, I, that right, yeah. they're killing just as many as they probably would. Yeah, freeing up funds towards to save animals that need to be saved. Totally for having all of those animals on the landscape and seeing them and hearing them and fucking they doing their thing or whatever. But like, if you're not managing them, oh, just let them run rampant. No, oh yeah. Can you imagine if they did that with white-tailed deer? No. They listed the white-tailed deer as an endangered species. <laughs> the insurance companies uh, would fuck their rates would go through the roof because they'd be hitting a million deer a year with a vehicle, yep. right? And and all the hospital bills alongside with that, and the crop damage from farmers. So well, and all the like disease areas, right. like it would just get right. So so deer, nobody has that um, that like connection to deer. Like they do with like a wolf or a grizzly bear, oh, yeah. like the, Im- the imaginary connection you yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like like that that thing where it's like, oh, those are so cool. But if you don't live where they are, you don't realize how many there are or how how like how well, important now, it is to manage them. Well, part and, of part of that's because we did like the pendulum swung way far the other direction to where there was very few deer for a very long time. Now we've let it swung way far in the other direction where there's like, in a lot of places, right. way too many deer. So so why are wolves more important than coyotes? Exactly. There's fucking coyotes everywhere. There's coyotes here in town. In oh, yeah. I saw like, one the other day just like hanging out on the side of the steeps, not giving a shit about it. cars driving by and stuff. It's just like, what the hell is that thing doing? It should it's be like, hiding from me right now. People put so much emphasis on being able to like have a good moose hunt and a good caribou hunt, but those same people don't realize how important it is to manage wolves. Oh, I yeah. I, I, like a, 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 it's one of those things where and I just, bears. I'll never understand. And bears, too. How many people do you know that don't hunt bears? A lot. Yeah, but they'll be the first to hunt know. fucking 40-mile caribou. And that, they'll well, go moose hunting, or I know you know like guilty. <laughs> no, and that, or the area we the area me and Frank 
hunt nobody's hunting moose bear. you know oh there's yeah, there. there's a million freaking people hunting moose out there ain't nobody hunting maybe bears. like handful maybe like four or five of them hunt people bears. out of like a hundred people that go moose hunting in that area it's ridiculous maybe four or five of them hunt bears maybe three or you know in it's a good on a good year maybe yeah. you know I, one I, other one or two other groups of, of people will kill any bears. I've I've always thought that, uh, and it makes a big difference, right? Now, mm-hmm. I've always thought that if if you're going to be the one taking the ungulates and stuff, the meat food, right, the meat animals and stuff out of the herd, you're, you're like that's what you want to hunt. Then you should do your part and also hunt like some predators at some point. So whether or not you you know kill a bear every spring or you know a grizzly bear in the fall or a wolf here and there, like do your part on both sides, not just not just you're not just taking. Right, you're not just taking. Oh, I'm gonna take care yeah. of you. I'm gonna take a moose. Like, do your part and fucking shoot a wolf, shoot a, a bear. You know, totally. give give back to the animals that you really want. Right. So, like, I love hunting bears for more reasons than than just shooting them. I love hunting them because I know if I hunt them, I know that there's you know I'm doing my part for you know the caribou and the moose as well. And in other places, the deer and the elk and whatever. And so, it doesn't hurt the bear population. And it does hurt it. No, you'll never You could yeah, knock them all. down well, to next to nothing like, and they're going to recover. Yeah. God dang. It's, it's just well, one of those things. Kill, I mean, like you kill, you kill big mature bears that are good at killing moose calves. They're also killing a shitload of cubs, too. They are. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, they are. Old warrior bear. Old and, ancient warrior. And the, and all right, the, get your... Get, the annoying thing to me is how many people think, like, before Europeans came out of this continent, that everything was, like, super peaceful, and, yeah. like, everybody just let things happen, and you just harvested what you needed. It's like, Hurry up, no. we gotta tell a shit-your-pants story. Like, people, people were, well before Europeans <laughs> got here, like, hard on predators for thousands of years, and, like, there's, like, this whole thing oh, where we evolved with people. And now even, like, national parks even are, like, this super unnatural thing where it's just, it's not, it's something that never existed before. And now there's, like, these places where predators can just exist without any conflict. Yes. And it's like, that's not real. No, that screw never the park service. Before. I mean, they're, they're, you know, there's some good thing about it, but they should right. at least have some, like, draw hunts inside the national parks, like, to let predators know. Some sort know. of management, but... Yeah. All right. Did you take... You waited for me to tell yeah. the story? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Frank, we we all know how much you love a good shit story. Well... All right. Somebody's got to shit their pants. This shit your pants story. <laughs> Somebody just did shit it's their from pants. from Mr. Are you okay? Oh, I didn't shit my it pants. Smells a little rugged over it there. Ain't me, dude. It's probably my feet. All right, this one's from. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my feet. feet. It's my feet. <laughs> All right, this one's from a guy named Matt. This is a pretty good one. All right. Well, so I, you well, I got a shit my pants story. Here it goes. So this is three years ago. Me and my buddy went up deer hunting over ten thousand feet in the high country, not knowing what the fuck we're doing. It was my first trip with a teepee and stove system. We hiked in in the dark Friday night after work and got up to a spot that was kind of flat to camp, and the wind was pumping pretty good while we set the teepee up. Set the stove up because it was freezing-ass cold and tried to get some sleep. I thought the teepee was toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't sleep much. Hunted all day Saturday, turned in for another windy night. I was still getting my gear figured out. I was in a 50-degree bag and below freezing, so I was jackhammering cold. Been there. So I kept 
trying to stoke the stove all night. The wind picked up really bad, and the teepee was blowing all over hell, and I woke up and started up, started the stove up again, rolled over, and a monsoon wind came came over the teepee and tipped over the stove, and I had a red-hot ultralight stovepipe swinging around in my face. I took some collateral damage, cussed like hell, and laid back down in that again in that romping wind. I don't know, maybe an hour later, I literally barely slept that night. I rolled onto my stomach and let one rip and immediately knew I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so it was still windy as fuck and probably 28 degrees. Now I, I got to get out of my bag and strip down. We weren't all that far from a creek, so I run over in the dark with my undies in hand, sit down in the water and clean up, and just left the undies laying there, dry myself off with a t-shirt, and went and rolled back in the teepee, and I was pissed. My buddy's laughing his ass off, and I get back in the bag shivering and actually finally fell asleep. My buddy gets up at first light, and I said, fuck you, I'm sleeping in. <laughs> and when I get up, we're getting the fuck out of here. I brought brought it up to him right now before I sent you this. He said, that's the only time I've never gotten up to hunt. Mix of no sleep, shitty draws, burnt up. Best part, I get up a little after sunup and start breaking our stuff down, and here comes some backpackers right through, through the creek where my shitty drawers were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, live and learn. I learned to put a big rock on that stove, so there's no explanation for the fart. It was just one of them, it was just one of them things, you know. <laughs> that's a good way to end the story. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. oh man! And then just keep going and going. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have a fucking stack of shit stories. I hope so. You don't Everybody, hope. you don't want to hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hope so. <laughs> they better be well written. Yeah. You should preface that, like, <clears throat> yeah, well, like, write them out, or I'll like do a little bit of like. No, you don't no. need to edit. You're not mm-hmm. an editor. They mm-hmm. they they should be well written. Mm-hmm. Like you should be able to just read them <laughs> as they are. Tell me what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sounds like a plan. It's up to you if you want to edit them. That's fine. I mean, out of the hundreds of send, times, send I them shit back my four pants. or five times. Like, oh, you need to change. There's just no good story. <laughs> out of it. Be like, no, you know, I'm really not liking. Really, the... I don't think you shit enough. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a decent story, but uh, pictures really are so important. far. Everything you read was. People wrote you this. Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, good. It's good. It's well, it's it's it's, yeah. it's like when you write an article for a magazine. It's like as long as you have good pictures, we can turn your story into whatever we want, right? <laughs> like, are well, you gonna and, take pictures? Yeah, when yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's. What I said. don't fucking yeah. think so. So the writing better be good. No, they yeah, be you know good. the writing, the story, <laughs> the storytelling has to be kind of on point. I'm willing to, to do a little bit of a little bit of editing but not a lot so anyway i want to say one more thing before oh shit (laughs) no i was just all i'm going to say was that i was just wrapping up the oh shit stories oh yeah oh shit (laughs) (laughs) if uh if anyone wants to call me out on the alaska wild sheep foundation and tell me what they're doing that actually benefits doll sheep in alaska like let's do it but oh no, I, I, I'd no, like I, to know too. Yeah, I love if there's it. stuff yeah. that we're like totally, no, like, if we're totally truly, missing truly, the freaking yeah. ball, yeah. then yeah. I really yeah. hope that I don't disagree with anything you yeah. did. I just hope that I ask you, yeah, like while we're doing this, questions that are like, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong, productive. No, I, I, I want to hear, yeah, you know, tell me I'm wrong because I, I 
consensus here is that we it's have three bullshit. sheep hunters in here, and it, and and what they're doing is wrong. So yeah. tell me that we're wrong. Good. I like it. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. Not really. I'd like to hear their side. But. No, well, I mean, it would be very, it, and we all like would want to have an organization that does the most possible for Why, our yeah, sheep. So of course we mm-hmm. would. Yeah. Anyway, we're all sheep hunters. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it, it comes just, down to. Tell me we're wrong. Johnny just doesn't know he is I, one yet. He <laughs> is though. I'm, I'm he, and he's about to be. I'm yeah. Inspiring. This next August, you guys will be taking me out on your. It's <laughs> perfect. We're gonna lead you right to a 40 inch ram. We're gonna drive that fucking <laughs> van with a one. fucking <laughs> recurve bow. Yeah. I'll take you boys on any road hunt you want in that badass van, and you just take me on a nice I hunt. I we'll would be, be careful deal. what you promise because I will take you out <laughs> right next. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you bring along. Winning. You bring along some jugs of soybean oil, and we're good to go. Yes, start collecting them Dude, now. I have fucking fifty-five gallon drums of fucking silly bean oil. oil. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I know oh, how to get perfect. it. I'm out right now. Fucking vats. Oh, you can get it anywhere you oh, want. You can, oh my god, it's sick. They have to pay to get rid of it. Oh, mm-hmm. man, I'll fuel that motherfucker They're, for years. Yeah, they love it if you come take it from them. <laughs> they have to, like, train or barge that shit to the lower 48. To get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. I know very well. Or feed it to bears. Uh, it's a... That's what... When I went there, I was like, are you bear baiting? And I was like, yep. And they're like, thank you so much for killing bears. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was getting... They were like... like do you have a dolly? And I was like, no. They're like, we have one. We'll get it in the back of your truck. Don't yeah. worry about it. I, I know some guys that have thousands of gallons of that shit. It's you like, just can't, like, can't get rid of it. You have to. It all has to be trucked or barged to the lower mm-hmm. 48. Yeah, yeah, it becomes very cost prohibitive. Yeah. So everybody <laughs> wants bears to be killed. <laughs> well, they And I them. like to eat them. They spray it on roads and stuff for dust control in a lot of places. Holy but it's like, shit. you shouldn't be doing that. Mm, no, no. A lot of places not here, though. They shouldn't even be growing the crops that it takes to make that oil. Not in the quantity that they are. No. Hell no. Yeah. Not in giant fucking... monocultures and got. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nonsense. All right. That's a whole other podcast, though. Oh, yeah. Any You'll other, have to join me on my Veggie Any oil other podcast, closing stories, so. words, thoughts? <laughs> no? I did, I'd, I'd like to say uh, chicken fucker. That's perfect. <laughs> Ended on that. Yes. Done. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Tune in next time. Oh, chicken fucker. <laughs>